Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know we're living in the war zone. Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's old. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week we have a awesome, awesome show for you. Before things really kick off and get crazy, I wanted to record just a little piece in the beginning of the show to let you know that things are ran a little different this week. Um, I was on vacation and recorded uh, <laughs> remotely. It wasn't the strongest internet in the world. I cut in and out. The guys uh, could barely hear me as I was speaking. Um, And there is a short period at the end of the episode where I do actually drop out. Uh, Kalai from Game Stuff, she uh, ran the driver's seat on this one and uh, did a good job. The majority of this episode will be us covering the 2020 Backlog Beatdown. Uh, We announced the winners of the Backlog Beatdown. We announced some of the highlights of the Backlog Beatdown. And it is a ton of stats, just statistics based on the information pulled, everything that we had going on. Uh, Like I said, uh, throughout the year, we had a spreadsheet where we kind of entered in everyone's totals. We kept up with the platforms people played on, the games that were bought, and all those things. Just like this year for the 2021 Backlog Beatdown Call Your Shot. This episode will release. Four days before the backlog beatdown, call your shot will officially begin. So if you're listening to this before January 15th, 2021, 2021, uh, you do have a little bit of time to finalize your first list. We actually officially uh, begin this event on the 15th. That gave us time to set up our uh, spreadsheet. They gave us time to enter in everyone's games. And just a quick recap uh, on the Backlog Beatdown event for 2021. Uh, You pick games, you put them on a list of at least five. You can go over five, but I recommend at least uh, (laughs) trying to stick with just five because anything over five you will be held uh, accountable for. So you pick your first five games. You have to beat those games before you can do anything else to gain points. So if my first list is Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, I have to complete all five of those games before I move on to anything else. If I decide after beating one or two or three or four of those games that the fifth one just isn't working for me, I can abandon it and submit a new list. At that point, I would get a plus point for every game I beat and a negative point for every game I abandoned. Now, uh, one of the things that we weren't as clear on in the beginning, but I do want to clarify, I've posted in the various Facebook groups, uh, is that Platinums and 100 Percentages, once the game is entered on your list, at any point in time in the game, whether you're still on list 1 or you're on list 21, you can go back and 100% and Platinum a game, and we will give you that additional point. So, for example, if on my first list I put Resident Evil 1, And I beat all those games in January, and I submit a new list. And all throughout the year, I'm constantly going through new lists. But in November, I decide, you know what? I'm almost done with Resident Evil 1's trophy list. I'm going to go in 100% that platinum or whatever. If I decide to do that then, all I have to do is say, hey, here's the trophy stamp. Here's the achievement stamp, whatever it is. Here's my screenshot because we're holding you accountable. If you don't have screenshots, it doesn't count. Uh, here's my screen, here's my screenshot. And this was on my first list, or this was on a list, you know, previously throughout the year, we have everything logged, so we'll be able to find it, but the least amount of work we have to do the better. And then I'll be able to go back and add to, uh, that sheet, 
the additional point for your 100%. And as long as it was on a list to begin with at some point in time of the year. Now, let's say you've already beaten a game and you just want to get the platinum 100%. Well, then enter that in on a list and just let us know. Say, hey, I already beat Mafia, but I want to clean up the trophy list. So my list could be uh, one, two, three, four different games. And then my fifth game, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going for the platinum on this game. And that way we know how to log it on the spreadsheet. So all that being said, um, I want to remind everybody that we do a uh, review event uh, contest um, giveaway, whatever you want to call it. It's a giveaway. Uh, So for every 10 reviews on the Loot Bros podcast, we do a random drawing. All 10 people that uh, reviewed this show will do a giveaway. So last year, we started this about halfway through the year and only got seven reviews, which is unfortunate. You know, the numbers suggest we get way more listens than that. Uh, So only seven people took the time to review the show. But hey, we greatly appreciate it because that's what puts our show out in front of other shows. So that being said, instead of choosing one random winner out of those seven reviews, I chose three. So three people should be receiving their packages, their Loot Bros uh, swag, uh, any day now. So by the time this goes live, um, you know, a day or two later, everyone should be receiving their packages. So hope you enjoyed it. Uh, picked some random items out for you, threw in some Ninja Loot swag, some stuff from my band. Uh, be sure to uh, leave reviews on the Loot Bros podcast. So if you guys want this show to be successful... You know, and when you want this show to grow, as as long as we've been doing this thing, uh, it would be great to get more reviews on iTunes. Now, tangentially to that, uh, my spinoff show, the Loot Bros Comic Cast, will be doing the exact same thing uh, for every ten reviews. Uh, we'll be doing some uh, comic book and graphic novel giveaways, um, and then for two two three six, the survival horror podcast that I do, uh, and my co-host Josh Adams does. We will be doing the same thing now. Uh, uh, fortunately, but unfortunately for uh, two two three six, what we've been doing is we have because there's such a larger audience on the Loot Bros podcast, we have been reviewing and pitting up survival horror games against each other, and then we're airing them as topic of the weeks for the Loot Bros podcast, and then we are archiving them on the two two three six feed. So if you subscribe to both, I appreciate it. If you listen to this show, um, or excuse me, not this one in particular, because it'll be next week's show will be a survival horror um, matchup between Silent Hill 4 and Resident Evil 4. Uh, But if you hear it here and you enjoy it and you've already reviewed the Loot Bros podcast, please take a minute to review the 2236 podcast. And I will be doing some giveaways over there as well. They will all be different. So with the Loot Bros podcast, we give away games. With 2236, we're going to give away a different type of merchandise. I'm not going to spoil it on here. It will be a surprise, and it's awesome. And then with the Libros Comic Cast, we had already announced on there, we'll be giving away comic books, graphic novels, things like that. Uh, so, And then please be on the lookout for my upcoming fourth podcast. That's right, I'm a madman. Uh, it is a, a music podcast called Sounds Heavy. The theme song should be entered into the feed and the new feed created. Uh, the week that this show goes live, we've got our logos made, we've got some interviews set up, and this show will be um, a podcast that my uh, the vocalist of my band, Ninja Loot, and I do 
uh, where we talk to bands about their music. Now, the so- the show's called Sounds Heavy because heavy music is what got us going, got us, and that's what we write uh, predominantly. But there will be interviews uh, with musicians and bands of all different genres. So we've already got a couple metal bands set up. We've got some uh, hardcore bands set up. We've got... I'm going to interview my drummer for Ninja Loot because he travels and tours in a band called Seer and they do like folk music and it is awesome. And they've got a new album coming out and he let me hear some of the, the, the rough recordings, um, that sound absolutely amazing. Uh, it's going to be a great album and he's super excited about it. So we're going to be doing a lot of cool and fun stuff there. Uh, and that will really pick up and take off in February of 2021. So, Initially, you're going to get the feed will start and I'll throw the theme song in there. So if you're listening to this and you like music, you like me, or you just want to be nice, which I appreciate, go follow that podcast. I will be posting all those links in the descriptions of the shows and I will be posting them in the various Facebook groups. Uh, The big focus for the Loot Roast podcast in 2021 is going to be on two things. Uh, Listener questions and the Backlog Beatdown 2021. So something we're going to be doing, uh, and again, this is probably going to start off in February just because there's a handful of irons in the fire already. Some things already lined up. Like I said, my uh, co-host Josh Adams and I, we have been doing these um, uh, Silent Hill versus Resident Evil um, team-ups, match-ups, whatever you want to call them, these review shows. Uh, And so those will be, uh, we're going to kind of finish at least to the fourth games. That will be uh, a week after this episode drops, so the so the following week. And then I've got an interview set up with an uh, indie game dev about his upcoming game, and I have the opportunity to write some music for his game, so I'm super excited about it. So that will be in the podcast feed the following week. So realistically, February is where the Loot Bros podcast will kind of get back on track. It'll be me, T-Bird, and uh, Zach, I Drop Roaches. We'll kind of get back into the flow of things, and then we'll you'll be seeing and hearing a lot from the Game Stuff crew. They're going to be coming over and doing some stuff with us as well. Now, I guess the focus for 2021 for the Loot Bros podcast is going to be uh, we want to double down on our listener interactions. So, uh, a lot of you guys write into us each week. You comment with us. You put stuff in the Facebook groups. You're active in the Discord. And we want to really kind of lean into that. So what we're going to do is starting in February, our shows will essentially become more uh, focused on the listener questions uh, and then the leaderboards and backlog beatdown. Now you say, hey, I've been listening to your show for a while, and that's kind of already what it is. Yeah, but we're going to change up just a little bit. What we thought about is to encourage some of the very creative questions and things that we get and the write-ins we get to the show. We're going to do a question of the week. So every week we go in and we have our, um, normally, I mean, these past several weeks have been kind of pre-recorded stuff. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of extra stuff with the kids on the show. Uh, the holidays have been going on. We've been wrapping up the backlog down, all that stuff. Once things get kind of back to normal, uh, we'll be opening up the Facebook threads and the Discord threads for the weekly community questions. So what we're going to do is we're going to read all the questions, answer them like we normally would, but we as a podcast will decide on what we think is the question of the week. All right. So the question of the week will then 
go into a drawing. So each week, whichever question that we deem is the best question written in, all right, we'll go into a drawing for a monthly question of the week drawing, and we will be giving away some sort of uh, game or swag or something. You know, this year the the mission is going to be like to do more stuff merchandise-wise. Uh, Josh Adams is working on some new designs for us, so we're going to have more stuff going in our uh, merch store. Obviously, you guys know we've had some podcast host changes, so you know that's kind of being addressed. I can't. I don't really see, think it's a good idea to be selling or giving out shirts with the old guard, you know, on the on the shirts and stuff. Um, it's time for fresh logos and all those things. Uh, so what we're going to do is, starting in February, when things kind of get back to normal, we'll do a question of the week, and then each month, uh, you know, we'll do we'll we'll kind of see which um, which questions were the best, and then we'll, we'll randomly draw out of that. So whoever writes in the best, most creative questions will get some sort of giveaway. It might be a Steam code. It might be um, a PlayStation Network, Xbox, Switch gift card. It might be a game uh, mailed to you. Uh, it could be stickers. It could be shirts. It could be merch. It could be any anything. So, And we kind of wanted to focus this year on... Uh, doing more things to keep the community and the listeners active and and engaging with us also and giving away things, you know, like uh, we started off with just the, hey, iTunes reviews, let's give things away. But not everybody uses iTunes to listen to their podcasts. A lot of people use them Spotify. A lot of people use Google Play, Stitcher. And there's not really like a great way to review, you know, your podcast in there. And so it was kind of like, well, you know, we're kind of not really opening that up to everyone. You kind of got to go out of your way. If you're a CastBox user, oh, I got to sign into iTunes that I don't normally use. Or if I'm an Android phone user, it, it's not the easiest way of doing things. So what we decided is rather than putting all of our giveaway focus on, hey, let's try to get better in the algorithms and be a bigger podcast, uh, even though we still want to do that and we will still offer that. And it's like, hey, let's just continue to find fun ways to interact and give back to the community. So that's kind of the plan for 2021. That's what we got going on. Um, we're going to uh, run the Backlog Beatdown event while also finding ways uh, to sabotage you, the listeners, and add to your backlogs. So I know it's kind of a lot in the way of news, but this particular episode, it's a lot of us talking and listening to stats and laughing. And it was, uh, it was great talking with everybody. I know that most people in the, in the call itself couldn't hear me laughing at their responses because the internet was so bloody bad where I was at, but you know what? Uh, the family and I, we had a nice little getaway. Uh, we had a good time and it, that was that. So with that being said this week, uh, the bulk of the show is going to be the Backlog Beatdown 2020 recap. It was a lot of fun. I really look forward uh, to the 2021 Backlog Beatdown. Just technically four days away from the time you're hearing this. Uh, and I also wanted to note that my kids, Spider Pack, Zoe Butterfly, and Noah the Builder, will all be joining us in the 2021 Backlog Beatdown Call Your Shot they are super excited, and they are coming for blood. As a matter of fact, Tommy Gunn, they want in on the Be Legit side quest as well. So super stoked. This is going to be a fun event. This is going to be a fun uh, year of the Loot Bros podcast. And 
Hopefully, we're going to have a lot of guests, a lot of good, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, that's the goal. You know, let's have a good time. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's laugh, cut up, and, you know, make this fun for you guys. Interact with us right into the show. Leave reviews. Um, talk crap in the Discord. Make fun. Shoot memes. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's have a good time. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Loot Bros Podcast. I will not be reading out the Loot Bros leaderboards. I will not be doing uh, anything like that. So uh, you guys get a pass this week on the leaderboards and stuff. Next week, we'll get back to normal as far as the leaderboards and all that stuff goes. So uh, thank you guys for listening. If you have any feedback, Facebook, um, you can go to the Discord. All the links will be in the, in the, in the uh, show notes. I think that's it. And also, if you heard a bunch of noise in the background, uh, my youngest is testing out new YouTubers uh, while we're down here in the basement recording and working out. So, that being said, you guys have a great one. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you and welcome to another episode of the loop brothers that's right i'm your gaming gal kalai i have jumped over to the loop brothers to help him out because we are doing the backlog beatdown for 2020 the stats and everything tonight however uh daryl is on remote location today he is coming in via satellite and so to make sure this goes smoother i am hosting tonight so daryl what's up what's up nerds and dorks is a giant hurricane over here it's a crazy monsoon i can't barely hear you cats and dogs i recommend putting that kind of audio over daryl (laughs) also by satellite we are joined by the aussie himself cj what's up cj hey hey kalai hey guys thanks for having me on daryl it's wonderful to hear you it reminds me of talking to my grandfather in the shower when i was a young child it's wonderful to hear you in such fine form today with that audio i am also joined by my co-host of game stuff joe man what's up joe what's up guys good to be Uh, here we are also joined by i drop roaches what's up hello and last following up the rear as always is t-bird what's up t-bird hello and I have one more person I forgot about because this is a big <laughs> show tonight. We have a big spectacular show. I have the man, the legend, Tommy Gunn. Thank you, your ladyship. Even though you forgot about me there, it's it's always an honor to be invited to uh, to record with all the heavy hitters. So so I'm glad to be here. That's right. We're talking about the backlog beatdown. That's this entire show. Um, so. For anybody that's new to this show or any of our shows, Backlog Beatdown was a contest we ran, and it was to personally beat down your backlog. You bought a game, it was minus one points. You beat a game, it was positive one points. You 100% at that game, it was another positive point. So, now, I have to 
Uh, let's see. I have all the stats. Oh, God, lost it. Hey, Kali, while you're bringing up uh, the stats, you mind if I make just a couple real quick announcements uh, here on this remote yes, island? Yes, pl please do that. Yes. All right. So uh, I wanted to announce that, like, we last year in 2020, we were giving away uh, video games for the first 10 reviews on the uh, iTunes for the Loot Bros podcast. Uh, we made it to seven reviews before we did our random drawing. But since the year came to a close, I decided to go ahead and pick not just one, not just two, but three people that uh, submitted reviews to our iTunes for the podcast. I mailed out packages for you today, uh, three lucky winners. So um, you will be receiving those very, very soon. All right. Now, be before we go into our stats, there's one thing I forgot to do, because, again, I don't normally host this show. We right, should probably do Hang on, Kalai. I'd like to take a moment here. Can I just say <laughs> I never thought those games would leave his house? This is a wonderful moment <laughs> for the community that he's finally releasing his grip on those, those games. It's wonderful <laughs> to see, Daryl. Those games are finally free. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey. <laughs> and they will play on your PS2, Gathering Games. Absolutely. My Christmas estimate was pretty close. Absolutely. You you were very close. I think I called that back in July. I think you should probably play the lottery, sir. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I was very generous with the game stash. Um, and you will not just be receiving uh, brand new physical copies of games because that is what you're getting. But you're getting uh, a very particular special selection of games. There is a common theme to I swear to God, games. if you sent everybody Resident Evil games. No, I would never part no, with my Call of Duty Ghost. about to say. Hey, I remember he got a few copies of Quantum Break at Walmart on a clearance, so that might have been one of them. Maybe, maybe. Well, you only time will tell. Hey, I see what you did there, because Quantum Break's about time. Oh! I hope people, hey, well, oh, I hope people get their games That was but I'll run. take it. So before uh, Kalai breaks into the stats, uh, I think we should pop off one more kind of final toast towards the last year's backlog beatdown. I think... Actually, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say I totally forgot the toast, and I am so sorry. That's all good. So, But yeah, I think last year's beatdown was a success. It was a lot of fun. And we just, uh, we're just a few days away from kicking off the 2021 beatdown. I know everyone's already got their... Uh, games submitted, at least the ones here on the panel. Um, everyone's got their strategies in place. So here is a toast to this next community event. Well, we did everyone did it all wrong. <laughs> you got to pop this? it. Come on. That sounded like you a... Guess, like, that sounded I may not understand that. Coffee. But I drink to when he finished his sentences. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it just I wait just on Daryl to lead. When I hear Daryl crack, I crack. There you go. But remember, he's got his he's got his mic stuck up his butt, so we can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kali, it's all yours. Uh, okay, so let's start with everybody's standings. So we have JT at number one with 111 points. Joseph Priestley, you've came out second with 70 points. Good job, my man. Thank you. Garth Davis came in at a good 35 points. James McCall came in with 27 points. Tricky Mick came in with 26. Daryl came in with 25. Rigged. Rigged. Um, I call for a special 
uh, recount. And there's no <laughs> way that Tricky beat me. <laughs> you know, uh, Homer gets stuffed at 18. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I think the backlog beatdown is messed up. I can't believe the stats somehow got messed up. Oh, I'm no. going to blame that. I see your name on here twice, so really you're at 83, not um, 73 at 70. So you're at 83, Joe. I don't know how. Oh, I'll, your I'll name. Apparently for 13 games we, spelled, we misspelled your name. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed my end of the year strategy. If I knew I was that close. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on so much stuff for this year, and then we changed rules, and I was like, oh, crap. Um, Glenory came in at seven. Jim's at four. Zachary Ledford is at four. William Ridgway is at three. Matthew Mulligan is at two. Derek is at one. Joshua Kraps is at one. <laughs> Simon Brackva is at one. Andrew Middlemoss is at negative one. CJ Anderson is at negative three. Frosty's at negative three. Roberto's at negative three, which I don't believe in a heartbeat. Do you, that's, Joe? That's some bullshit. Okay. That's my uh, one curse Ver for the show, Daryl. I'm done. Veron <laughs> Gotta keep it PG-13. You get, you get one. Ver Veronica is minus three. Corey is minus five because he just gave up. Levi, a good 104. Minus 104. Very proud of you, my man. Yes. And me at a minus 176. Okay. Uh, yeah, Levi, that? great job on the backlog beat up. Because you didn't beat it down, you beat it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to turn down those dollar and two dollar games. I mean, even just... though, no joke, even though I had, what'd you say, Kali, a little over 100, 104? Yeah, minus, and you were beating a lot of, you're beating a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, I beat, uh, for example, I beat 53 games total and 35 of those were be legit games. So I I nice mowed, I mowed through my backlog no joke. But um you know so that means I bought about 160 games, but I bet you all in I only spent about 3 to 400 dollars on video games. So that's a nice year. Really really it was a good year. I, oh, I yeah. got some killer sales. Sounds like you have a bit of a problem to me, sir. No way, well, man. Well, you're not one to talk, CJ. He had an awakening, CJ. He had he he awoke from his video game coma and his absenteeism from playing video games, and he was like, "I need to get back in." And he started listening to all these great podcasts and getting oh, yeah. all these great recommendations. And he had to go on a spending spree. But if you if you only spent like four hundred dollars in a year, that's pretty pretty damn good because like yeah, I no, that's not counting software and stuff. You know, that's I'm I'm sorry, hardware and stuff. That's, that's fine. That's just software. I, I spent way more than that, so... Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty pleased. I might other be, stuff I might be underestimating that a little bit. Maybe, but we'll say 500 tops. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, now, how, how about some other stats that we calculated? Because, uh, Jim and I, uh, totally... Well, Jim actually went through. Jim likes calculating stats. So, let's see what we got here. So, by system, the most bought games were for PS4 at 452 bought games. Mm. Followed by PC by 169. Weak. Nice. Wait, it, gets, Let's go. it gets better. 
Next comes the Evercated 158 games. Wow. That doesn't count. You. you bought multi-carts. <laughs> but, wait, no, Joe. It does count only because that beats out the Xbox One of 67 games. <laughs> the Xbox doesn't have games. Um, oh. Let's see. Switch came next with 57. Sega at 48. The RG350 with 26. The regular Xbox is 20. We had PSP at 15, uh, PS3 at 12, Vita at 9. I'm just glad to P see Sega in there. That, Way to go, Sega. That's crazy. I beat PS5 out the PSP. I beat out the Vita with my own PSP. I sabotaged my favorite system. Yeah. So, um, again, next... Yeah, Vita Daryl sucks. went on a big PSP kick. Yeah, so, now keep in mind, uh, everybody who's listening to this, the more information you give about where you're buying your games, the more I can we can wrap into the next year's stats. So that's why, if everybody asks me, why am I asking about store and region, this is why, to make it easier. Now, games beat by systems. The top one is uh, PS4. 449 games were beat on the PS4 system. Wow. The Xbox One was 78, the Vita was 74, PC was 67, Xbox was 29, Switch was 27, and PS3 was 26. 100% by system. The PS4 had 221 games that people 100%ed. Wow. Followed by the Vita at 64. Wow. Followed by the Xbox One at 22. We. <laughs> we just need a button to press for that every week. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, followed by the PS3 by 8, PS5 by 5, PS PC by 4. Wow. Wow. Um, PC sucks. Kalai, when we do this recording a year from now and you have all the stats, I would like for us to compare the transition you know, from year to year, because we have a ton of people move into the Xbox, move into the PC, you know. I will be, I will be able to calculate those stats, yeah. yes. Jim, Jim is doing an amazing job, so. I, I don't like, think any of them will overtake PlayStation, but I think it will be a much closer run 2021. I, okay, so. I think the PS5 will be Let's play a little fun guess, guessing game on the panel. Most bought games. Who do you think that goes to? I'm um, sorry. No spot. Levi, he's minus a hundred and something. <laughs> what, what about you, Daryl? I say it's you, Kalai. Most bought games. <clears throat> okay. What about uh, T Bird? I'm saying CJ. Hmm. Okay. And what about you, I Drop Roaches? Hmm. I'll go with CJ. The correct answer is <laughs> the correct answer is CJ at four hundred and eight bot wow. games. Wow! Um, just a brief a brief public announcement here to my accountant that yes, that is correct. We are going to put that through as a business expense. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am number two with two hundred and twenty eight wow. games, and Levi is number three with one hundred and fifty two games. Bought. I mean, I buy nice seventy three. Next after that is Roberto at 42, but that's there's really one more round that that's game, BS Roberto stats. There's, there's <clears> one more round. How many, how many games did uh, Daryl's wife buy this year? <laughs> 200. <laughs> 200. 
How many games did Tricky not claim this year? 200. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he got all those from Neil Druckmann, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, I'll just take a moment here. You, you were very kind to introduce us as the big, the big whatever you, you said at the start, big full of shit maybe, uh, podcasters or whatever, but we are second tier to, to someone that receives a lot of codes. None of us own websites. None of us are multinational talking heads. And so, you know, most of his games are supplied to him from uh, Kojima, you know, Phil Spencer, whoever, whoever he <laughs> likes to tap on the shoulder. I mean, so I'm, so we, we have to understand that, you know. I mean, CJ, I respect that. CJ, he is the self-proclaimed number one PlayStation podcast on the East Coast. That's right. That's so, right. Hey, I witnessed him <laughs> tell a group of people in a mutual podcast group we're a part of that he gets more downloads weekly than uh, Colin Moriarty, who has the number one PlayStation podcast. I witnessed it. That makes absolutely no sense. 275,000 to 300,000 downloads a week. And I screenshot wow. that response. I, I, I have the proof. That's, uh, okay. that's impressive. <laughs> that's an achievement. Okay. So our next category is most beat games. Who do you think had the most beat games? Yeah, that'd be me. CJ. 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 Well, I mean, no, that's basic uh, math. That CJ, if he bought 400 and <laughs> some games and was at the positive, he had to have won. Uh, Joe? Was it me? No, I just curious what your guess was. <laughs> I I th- no, it wasn't me. It was probably, I don't know. I think, I think it, it might have been, it might have been uh, Mr. Uh, Tancredi there. Mm, I think so. Too. Most beat games mm. was CJ. Oh. At 268, because he was buying games, which was giving him a lot of 400 games and was on the positive, I mean... How many of those are Rat King games, CJ? At this time, I would like to to thank my sponsors, Rattalika, and we'll introduce that segment now. How many of the total (laughs) 5,000 games bought were Rattalika games this year, Kalai? That's the most interesting stat of all. (laughs) (laughs) You're out of Rattalika games? Uh, Next most beat was Joe. With a total of 84 games beaten. I had to add that up in my head. Followed by uh, JT with 64. Daryl with 61. Levi with 48 games. I'm at 42. I beat 42 games this year. Gareth, man, you did well. You beat 31. Corey beat 29, but he stopped counting, so that doesn't count. James McCall beat 26. Roberto beat 25. I don't believe that. (laughs) T-Birds, you beat 22. Nice. Um, Tricky Mick beat 15. Homer gets Duff make 14. Did you say Tricky beat, beat 15 games? Did Tricky just beat the Division 2 15 times? <laughs> I was just going to say that. Oh, he beat me to it. Wait, no, he took a pause for um, The Last of Us 2. Oh, because his buddy No Drug got it for him. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim, beat, Jim beat 12 games. Andrew Middlemoss beat 8. Glenn beat seven. Zachary Ledford uh, beat six. Frosty beat five. Matthew Maldon beat four. Veronica beat four. William Woodray beat three. Derek beat one. Joshua Crafts beat one. And Simon Brackbo beat one. What did Josh beat? Yeah, I was just going to see if they did. <laughs> I can look it up in a minute. I thought you might have that on hand right I'll there. Say, you can't beat no, Minecraft. No, it's in a different sheet. I got. I had, would have to go looking. Um, okay. 
Who would you? Anybody like to take a guess on who one hundred the most games? Uh, that probably was. I got JT. JT. Two letters. CJ. No, JT. Oh, that's right. To get a plat, you have to hundred percent it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's JT. Okay, then that's it how would, we won. It, no, it would be CJ again, but then JT. Second. I vote Tricky Mick. <laughs> can only platinum the division one sterile. <laughs> ah, you can re you can so, region stack it and get the different planets ver- versions of it. Earth two, you yeah, got Earth the Earth two, two plat. Earth prime. <laughs> There's a multiverse <laughs> for the division. <laughs> uh, there you go. So, so wait, wait, wait. CJ wait, had on. 137 games. He 100 percent. Hang on, Kalai. Hang on. I got. Jeez. So wait a second. If Tricky, right, is the Batman of the multiverse, but for the division, that means the evil version of Tricky would be the Tricky make who laughs, and he has conquered all of the negative Earths and beaten all the divisions of the negative Earths. All right, stop him. Stop him. He's getting too deep. Yeah, the Batman. we're out. There. We're, too, we're too far out. <laughs> okay, so the most 100% of games is CJ at 137 games. JT... 62 games. Daryl, 37. Dang. Gareth, 29. Tricky Mick, 18. So I guess he platinum the division 18 times. <laughs> Got um, Roberto, four, 14. Homer gets stuffed 11. I I got 10. I, I 100% 10 games this year. I'm so proud of myself. Um, Joe, se- 7. Joe? Nice. Rookie numbers. Very nice. Um, get those numbers up. Andrew, Middle, Andrew Middle Moss is three. Corey is three. Matthew Molden is three. Um, James McCall is two. T-Bird, only two. We. 100% of two games? I don't remember doing that. <laughs> I'm with you. Ain't nobody got time for that trophy trash. <laughs> and Simon whoa, 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 whoa. is one. Okay, so at the beginning of the podcast, I gave you guys what the final leaderboard would be. Is is actually, we then recalculated it, and it and what Jim did was he decided, what if we made all games you bought minus two, so it's impossible to actually get a positive point out of buying a game. Oh snap! That's dirty. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. what's that? That's dirty. I know, isn't it dirty? He did that. He did that to us. So okay. here, are, here are those stats. Uh, that J- sounds like being married. There's no way to get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me make sure that this, I get is, it. this might not That's be. That's a wiener joke. So I Hold guess it would second. be like the true legit like backlog beatdown because we count no games that came out that year. Exactly. So JT has 96, and then Joe, you would have 75. James McCall would have 26. Oh, wow. Tricky Mick w- would have 19. Homer Gets Stuffed has 11. Gareth Davis has 10. Glenn has 7. Um, William Ridgeway has 3. T-Bird has 2. Zachary Leppard has 2. Dark Vander is 1. Joshua Kraps has 1. Simon, Bra- Simon Brackford would be 0. Um, Matthew would have been minus 3. Jim would be minus four. Veronica would be minus ten. Frosty would be minus eleven. Andrew Middlemoss would be minus thirteen. 
Corey would be minus 42. Roberta would be minus 45. Daryl would be minus 48. Ah. Levi would be minus 256. Hey. I would be mi minus 404. And CJ would be minus 411. Wow. This sounds like the participation awards, is it? Is, is that how you determine the, the rankings here? Let me ask well, you, is there any part of this that CJ didn't win? The competition, Levi. Oh, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> so you won every category except the competition. Yes. Basically. I think you should call for a recount, CJ. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is what you've got to love about the Loot Bros, listeners. You just never know what to expect, and you always get what you don't. That's right. <laughs> And it's yeah, always three hours rigged. of Batman. You just wait till 2021. There's so much Batman lot cock ready to go. You have a comic cast for that, bro. Oh, Daryl didn't tell me y'all this is a Batman by, uh, special. Y'all want me to run by the Be Legit numbers? Do it. Quick yes. Game. All right, all right. Well, as a team, we beat 269 legit games. Uh, the average length was 19 and a half hours six inches so i haven't that's done good. the math on that but 269 times 19 and a half that's a lot of legit hours um james mccall won with 44 jt had 43 and cj had 42 wow and you would have a distant jump down to fourth which is me at 33 for the first seven, eight months, it was me and McCall neck and neck, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Then hunting season came, and suddenly CJ and JT went on fire, and, you know, they, they got this big competition going, and they just blew right past me, left me in the dust. But uh, then we had yield at 18. Then we Wait had... a second. Wait a second. Yep. Are you really blaming hunting season for your lack of playing games on a gaming podcast? You didn't have the switch uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I, it doesn't even... I'm not even... like If he just said that, oh, they were doing really well and they blew past me, I would have just gone with it. But he actually <laughs> took the time to say, I, I blame I, this on my hunting. I basically quit gaming and hunting season. No, hey, there's no excuse. Either way, they would have beaten so I'll make that very clear. Either Ooh. way, they would have won. If you took my average of what I was beating a month and and I, I kept going the last three months of the year, they would have still beat me. I mean, we're talking those two were beating like seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten games a month. I mean, they, it wouldn't have been close. Did the two of them watch cutscenes in their games? Because I'm starting to doubt it. <clears throat> the, the thing is, does anyone really win when someone else is holding the gun, Levi? I'm more than happy to concede to you there. For your hunting season. <laughs> then we had T-Bird at uh, 16. So that would be T-Bird at 5th place. And then we had uh, Daryl with... No, not that's not Daryl. Yeah, that's Daryl. No, sorry. That's Daryl at 15 points. We had Zach Ledford. At, to see him actually beat yeah. games. <laughs> uh, Zach Ledford at 13. Uh, I hope I mentioned Gareth Davis had 17, but I may have missed him. Uh, Tricky Mick with 12. Cheater! Uh, Jeff, Jeff Hanna and Matthew Malden came in just in the past couple of months, and they actually had eight points for Jeff 
and six points for Matthew Malden. Uh, they're both in it and hitting it heavy this year. I, I expect those two will probably both be top five contestants. I'm voting for Jeff. Can um, I just? I, I think that's wonderful for MZ Nitro because he, he joined late or whatever. And as you say, Jeff Hanna, if he does have a big year, Levi, then I think it's, it's alarming and don't buy his game. Because if he's spending too much time playing games, what the hell is he That means he he's not making games. Nah, the, dude, the dude's a gamer. He's, he, yeah. I think he's actually in the lead right now. 2021, by the way, we've got 21 people this year. So it has grown tremendously. And in the first week of the year, we've already beat 11 games. So be legit year two is probably going to be way bigger than the first year. That's excellent. Can I ask but, uh, you, sir, oh, before you yeah. go on, I wanted to ask, because it's breaking news I saw this morning. I, I you know, I, I don't get a time to listen to all the wonderful podcasts I, I would like to in my life. You know, I have other things to do, like smash rat plats and things. So when I do, I really prioritize the best of content. And it was wonderful to finally drop into the Trophy Whores episode again after a hiatus this week. And they, there was a, a large section on your competition, Levi, a large section about the council. And then I see this morning breaking news. You've disbanded the council. I disbanded now, the council. I know yes. that there's a lot of political unrest at the moment in America. Was this a, a conscious decision by you here to to change your position? In, in literally 24 hours, you went from having a council to suddenly standing up in front of the, the uh, trophy community here and saying, the nation, if you like, saying there will not be a, a council anymore. Well, I made a mistake, you know, and stand down in effect. Is that is that it's- where we're at? It's a matter of not wanting to hear Tricky's bullshit all year. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. <laughs> that being said, I told him I would I would uh, check with him on uh, certain arguments to make him feel good. But I'm telling you, that man would be arguing with me every day whether something's a legit game. I like the dictatorship. Boom. <laughs> Do you think realize answer. that Tricky's going to be listening to this podcast, right? Absolutely. Lego doesn't listen to this podcast. Guys, this Lego game. No, actually, yeah, I don't sick. think he does. He li- I don't think I don't he does. Th- well, he, he, might, he might listen to this one just because he wants to hear his name called out. I'm not he, sure. He uh, might he, do it. Uh, after he hears all the crap. Listen. <laughs> he listens but every I'll, week. I'll check with him, but honestly, it came down to Yield made a really strong counter-argument. He said what set the Be Legit apart was that it, you know, completely black and white rules. You beat a game, you get a point. You know, As long as it's, you know, a seven, eight hours or better, as long as it's like a legit AAA or a, uh, you know, a, a good indie game, it, it counts. So I said, you know, that's, that's a pretty good point. He, he thought that a council would turn it into something it's not. And I conceded the point and said, okay, that's that's fine. We'll we'll do away with the council. But that being said, this year it will be slightly different. Um and I'll cover those rules. Mostly it's there's an opportunity to get two points. It's not a it's not a trophy or a hundred percent. It is basically beating an RPG. So if you beat a game that is 20 hours or longer, you now get two points instead of one point. And the reason I did that is I heard on more than one occasion people say, oh, well, I wanted to play The Witcher, or I wanted to play Fallout 2 like you recommended to me, but uh, I wanted to win the Be Legit, so I didn't play those long RPGs. And the people that did, you know, they got blew away. And I'm like, you know, let's throw these guys a bone. And the people that want to play those long RPGs, let's give them a little credit. So less than 20, you still get a point. 20 and more, you get two points. 
The other change is we found a lot of games that did fall in that six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half hour range that were definitely triple A, you know, legit games or, or really nice indie games that didn't count. So we've lowered that a little bit. We've lowered it to seven and we'll probably even let a few six and a halfs fly. Like um, I think Joseph beat, what was it, Spyro, which talked at six and a half. We all know Spyro is a legit game, so that's a point. We've loosened it up a little bit because we did have a lot of really good legit games that fell just short of the mark. So we just lowered that mark a little bit. I would have won because I but. beat every Call of Duty game in the franchise and none of them counted. I demand a right. recount. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we lowered that a little bit, try to make it a little fun. And, and part of that also brought in the, you know, the, the second point for the really long games. I thought if I did one, I really need to do the other. But we've got a lot of people taking it really serious this year. Like I said, we've got 21 people, so uh, it, sh- it, should be, it should be a pretty big contest. The prize will be the same first place, $60.00. Second place thirty dollars, and third place will be fifteen dollars. Like the same same this year. It's not not much, but it's enough to you know get a little encourage a little competition. Right, and I think there's always side there's always side bets going on. Oh, always, yeah. We we've got a couple of those going already. Like um, Corey, uh, Corey, and um, Tricky are in a little competition, and then there's one other one I can't remember, but yeah, there, and I'm sure there will be more. Can so, I just ask, one thing I was thinking about, because when you initially put that out as the two points for the longer games, which I think is wonderful, you said that I think they had to be 20 hours. Um, maybe you've adjusted that, I don't know. Or 20 hours or more or something. But I just right. wanted to ask, Levi, how good is your maths? How good is my math? Yeah, yeah. Mediocre at best. Okay, so say I wanted to play a 100-hour <laughs> game. Would you give me 20 points for that then, using the same formula you've dictated for the, uh, the, the two points for the 20-hour game? And I see what you're getting at. And that's the same argument Tricky came at me with. But look at it, look at it this way. And I'll just That's because he spends 100 hours playing Division, so he's trying to get 20 <laughs> points just from playing yeah. Division. But we're all going to be playing games that clock in at 18 hours that we only get a point for. We're going to all play 45-hour games that only get two points. But if you average it out at the end of the year, seeing as we're all going by the same rules, it's pretty fair. You know, I could have done like a, you know, a point system and done one point for an hour through seven, two points for eight through 15, three for 15 through 30, four for 30 plus. Whatever. I could have done that, but I thought we'll just keep it at the one, two. Just no, keep it so the, the point of the contest is to just keep it as simple as possible. I, I would like to announce my contest. It's called the Rat King, King yes. of the Rat Plats contest, and the winner will win one Rattalaka game of their choosing. Whoever can beat the most rat trash in a year. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> oh, one last thing I'm going to throw in. Um, we're holding everybody to the screenshot this year. So to get a be legit point. Or, or a two-point for a long game. You have to take a screenshot of either the, the what is it, the, the other thing you all talked me into, the screenshot of the trophy or something, um, time stamp on the trophy. Yep. Preferably, yeah. preferably, of course, the credits. Get me a screenshot of the credits so everybody can see it's clean and legit. But if you miss that, the time stamp of the trophy is fine too. But we got to hold everybody to that this year. But that's it. That's it, Clyde. That's all I've got. 
You hear that, CJ? No more massive donks where there's no credit screens there, buddy. Look, I haven't seen a credit screen in years because as soon as the platinum pops, I just delete it. I mean, you know, you're all the same as well. I know that. <laughs> who's, who's seen it? Who has time for a credit screen, really? C- I mean. CJ, you can do the uh, screenshot of your trophy. It really the did. last credit scene I watched, Levi, was for the travesty Horizon Zero Dawn, which went on forever. They made yeah. you watch it because they put extra parts of the game after it. That's how egotistical they were. And they made you sit through <laughs> a whole couple of minutes of the babies born during the production. I Look, I've... my. I feel sorry for those babies as well. At least there's a chance they'll never have to play it because the PS uh, PlayStation will be out of date and gone by that point. But what a ridiculous system to have to watch credits like that. You know, the credits should be like a good movie at the beginning so that you don't waste your time at the end. Oh, yeah. Kali, since we're kind of just shooting off the hip on this show, I thought it would be nice if we went around the board and had everybody talk about their their highlight, uh, not just the highlights of the contest, but their highlight games. Oh, you good idea. That? Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, Joe, your standout game? Uh, hold on one second. Does anybody want to go real... Uh, oh, wait, no, I have my spreadsheet up. So I beat <clears throat> 77 PlayStation 4 games this year, which is a lot. And I actually have a goal to beat 100 this year, so I'm trying to up the ante on myself. <sighs> standout nice. game of the year. There's a lot. Um. Me too. Quick mention, Streets of Rage 4. What an amazing nope. game. Uh, I wish it, w- wish, wish it was longer. What'd you That's say, Daryl? she said. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh, I thought it was amazing uh, beat-em-up and, you know, a, a franchise that laid dormant for way too long. And I think that, you know, the, the company that made the remake did a really good job of being true to the franchise, but also bringing enough new things to it that it made the game worth playing in my eyes. And it made it worth that $24 price tag, which I thought was a lot for, you know, like a six, seven hour beat em up. Like that's a lot to ask someone. Uh, the biggest standout in the beginning of the year for me was definitely uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's probably one of the best games I've played in a long time. One of the best RPGs I've played in a long time. Honestly, I know it got a little repetitive at the end and, you know, you got to go like watch Goku go get his license at the at the DMV, but they didn't add that in there. Yes, they did. That's awesome. Ask CJ. CJ beat it. Which I uh, know I don't think I did. Kakarot? I thought you finished Kakarot. <clears throat> no, that game goes forever. I'm impressed you yeah. finished it. It's a really big game. It's massive. Yes, yeah, it was. It I beat it. Uh, it was. I think it was 55 hours to beat it. It was long. It was real long. That's what like, she said. It just kept going and going, but I love Dragon Ball Z, and I love, like, filler episodes of Dragon Ball Z because I really love the characters. So the game really stood out to me. Um, I had a lot of fun playing Division 2 this year. All right, Tricky. I did play with Tricky. <clears throat> I finally finished Heavy Rain this year. Yeah. I just... It, yeah, you're right, Daryl. It was on my list of, like, games that I really wanted to beat this year. Like, because I made a list at the beginning of the year when I started this. And for those who don't know, um, I make a list every year of games I want to try and beat. I usually never get through the entire list, but this year I did. And I owe it all to you guys. Like, just keep pushing me forward. And That's exactly and- what happened with me. The the competition and people pushing me and Kalai and everybody making so many great recommendations. It made such a huge difference. I'm glad you, I'm glad you hear I'm glad you say that, because that's it's it's the same thing for me. Like I said, uh 
a lot of multiplayer games this year. I played a lot of games. I always play a lot of games with my co-host, Corey. Uh, we play a lot of PlayStation together. You know, just a quick touch on those. We beat Capcom Beat-Em-Up Collection. That was fun. Um, we both played White Boys with Attitude. And then recommended that CJ have them on his show. So, that was cool. <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> what else did we play? To- I played Resident Evil Remake this yeah. year. For the first time on PS4. Nice. I, I, beat, I beat it on other things before, but like the PS4 version is like far superior to most other consoles. Honestly, like I thought that they did a really good job on that on that on that port. I know Daryl feels the same way. Uh, and then the last game I'll touch on that I really loved this year was the South Park Fractured But Whole. <laughs> he said but that was a great game. It Such was a, a great game. game. <clears throat> and I like how they changed it from a, like a Mario RPG style RPG to a more Fire Emblem strategy turn-based RPG game. Very nice list. What about you, CJ? Is this now? Do you have any standout games, or is it all Rat Plats? <laughs> um, uh, don't forget, CJ beat forty-three legit games, only lost the competition by a point. So it definitely wasn't all Rat Plats. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I played it. I played a lot this year. I think on PlayStation. Um, so I'm sure many of your listeners are used to, but, you know, if you're doing this event as well, a, a great way to track your games if you, you know, because there might be games you don't submit or whatever, because you know, they're too short or whatever uh, for these these events. But if you use True Trophies, of course, that's a free site there. That tracks it as well. So it's a good way to know how many games you're, you're, you've got going and, and what you're playing or whatever else. So according to that, I think it was like, 420 PS4 games or something 420 uh, this nice. year so, <laughs> nice I know I know which is a little bit up um, I think it was like three I tried to do a game a year a game a day last year 360-ish and uh, so it was a little bit more thanks to the, the multitude of chicken on the roads this year Daryl shout out to you there yes uh, for that, that fine plat <laughs> in Mayo too but <laughs> there, there was a lot of short uh, short stuff but no I played I play. I don't always platinum a lot of the longer games, even though I play them because some of them have massive requirements after the plat, like grinding requirements that are beyond the story or whatever. So a lot of those games I have played, but I haven't necessarily a hundred percented or whatever, which is a lot. Like Kali, I think Levi, Tana. You know, when you play PC, that's more more usual, I suppose to to say. But that being said, I suppose I I really enjoyed it. And I think. I think I don't know if you would like this or not. Levi possibly might because it's a it's a, a point and click, you know, of sorts. Was the Kentucky uh, Route uh, Zero, the TV edition, which uh, finally released completely. I think I Tanny... still haven't bought that yet. Yeah, I forgot uh... about it, man. It was on well, sale no this rush. past Christmas. <laughs> was it yeah. really? Yep. Yeah, it'll, T- it'll what's it? Kentucky? Sale, what? Tell me that again. I'm putting it on my list. Yeah, uh, the Kentucky Route uh, uh, TV edition, uh, Kentucky Route Zero. I don't know if the console one, uh, that's the console one. I think maybe the PC one is just literally called Kentucky Route Zero because obviously yeah. that's where it was originally. Yeah, it's only just come to console, uh, well, a few months ago. But I thought I thought that was really good. I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to play that game and, and not enjoy it. You know, you have to go in knowing that it's a point and click. There's a lot of, a lot of depth to that. It's a lot of reading or whatever else. I thought that was great. And then... I'd be interested to see Joe because I know you like your your beat 'em ups. There, you know, it's not a it's not a category I play a lot, but I I started the Cobra Kai game, and I know you're gonna play that. Uh, or you soon I, or... I have I have been, I started it. I have started playing it, and yeah. I absolutely adore adore that game. I adore it. Like, yeah, 
it's it's fan- like I thought you know it's not a category that I play a lot and when I saw the price tag I thought oh you know cause it's almost a full price game here or whatever which is is totally fine but I thought you know for a four hour experience or a six hour experience I might just sit on it but it's it's a much bigger experience you've got both sides of the story there you know multiple a lot of missions like I think it's around 15 or 16 hours so it's a big game and tons of RPG elements in it as well so I thought I thought that was a really good pickup uh, there and then I suppose the big ones that I, I'd be interested to see if anyone mentioned these, but I thought Final Fantasy VII remake uh, it doesn't have any nostalgia for me. I thought it was fine. I didn't I, I didn't like it compared to it didn't have any. It, and I know it's going to be a trilogy or whatever else, but it didn't it didn't pull the heartstrings. It didn't make me feel attached to those characters. And I suppose if you played the original, obviously you have the nostalgia for it. But if you're coming into the series fresh, like pretty you know cloud looks awesome you know who wouldn't want to spend five minutes there but the personality of a piece of cardboard i thought and it it just got monotonous (laughs) because the game pacing was weird to me like it was so short at the beginning and then so long at the end which you know oh my god chapter nine is ridiculous (laughs) absolutely ridiculous well that's right you want you want some good length don't you daryl in the end there you know but but it was uh it was good to have good to get your mouth around or whatever but it it did take a long time and i thought with the lack of, of personality was an issue for me in that game but i still look i still enjoyed it and of course, playing Assassin's Creed now, which I know many of you have played, I think it may be one of my, my favorite games of, of 2020. I suppose it'll take till 2024 to finish it, most likely. This is a massive beast of a game. It's, it's huge if you want to look and explore everything, but, but a wonderful game and encouraging to see Ubisoft in that series because, I don't know, I was thinking about this the other day. It's, if you played an original Assassin's game or the Ezio trilogy or any of those, even AC3, you know, um, Black Flag, even to a degree, those games are so different from what they're producing now. And in, in a way, it's almost a single, single player MMO, I suppose, what they're producing now, which is, is wonderful. But if you I definitely like that agree sort with that. Yeah. So yeah, it's I... been a good year. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. All right. I dropped roaches. What about you? Did anything stand out for you? Uh, I actually didn't really beat a game last year. Wow. So. Yeah. How those Minecraft Man. expansions? Yeah, last year was a rough year for me. For games-wise. Hey, there's 2021, <laughs> though. It'll be a better year. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, so this year... Goal next year is to beat one game. Yeah, exactly. Plus one. <laughs> Are you going to be... Part- Let me ask you this, then. Are you planning to participate in the... Backlog beatdown. Call your shot. Twenty twenty one edition. Because I haven't seen your list yet. Oh. I am participating. I am actually trying to decide what games. Oh yeah, he entered be legit too. So he's he's coming for it. Yeah, I already know a game I definitely want to beat. But I don't know if I want to put it what? up first. And that's Cyberpunk. What's it? You know what? I did the same thing. I didn't put on my first list because I didn't want to feel I have to rush through that game. Yeah, same here. But at the same time, I won't <laughs> rush through it. It'll just it'll take me a long time to beat it. By so. rushing, you mean play it forty hours? Because that's how that's my that was me running through it quick. Yeah, just let me do a eighty hours. hour speed run. <laughs> I'm at thirty hours and nowhere near it. The end. I'm about twenty six hours in, and I thought I would only have about five hours left, but I fired it up today, and I really think I've got at least ten hours left. Yeah, I'm only like three hours in, and so I'm still on the prologue. <laughs> He's still oh, on the yeah. long slide. But it is a good game, man. What are you playing it on? The One X. Oh, nice. Does it does it run okay? Little, I had a little bit of visual glitches, and then there's a yeah. few bugs, but other than that, 
Like, nothing game-breaking. Not bad. Make yeah. sure you do the cab quest in the game, because there's a very nice cameo in the cab quest. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I started as Nomad. Did so. you do... That's alright. That the, 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 no, the cab quest is after... I think it's after the prologue. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but you played the cab quest, right, T-Bird? I did some of them. <gasps> I didn't do all of it. Did you get the cameo? No. Then you gotta go do all of them so you can see the cameo. <sighs> it's such a good cameo, though. It's so good. I believe you, but it's always aggravating when I'm like, driving through an area trying to go to a quest. I'm like, hey, one of my cars is over there. You am I grabbing it? No, I don't want to. Leave me alone. I just... Well, I heard that there's a good cameo, so I just did all of the quests. I did all of them. In one day, I sat down and did all the caps. That's all I did. So, it's kind of worth it. Go back and do it. You'll thank me. What about you, Levi? Any standout games for you? Yeah, I mean, it's probably a dozen here, so I'll try to be quick. But I do want to give these games a shout-out because I just believe they deserve it. Yeah, I started the Witcher series. I played Witcher 1 and finished it, and I just really enjoyed that game. Um, a lot of people have just played, like, the third one. Um, I recommend going back and playing you know, 1 and 2 as well. I mean... The games you can get a little lost in all the side quests. It's can it can overwhelm you in the side quests, but it is just a beautiful story and just a fun game to play. So I will definitely be finishing the franchise this year. I'll do two and three. Um, a Plague Tale Innocence. I think that was one of probably twenty games, Kali, honestly, that you recommended for me that I loved. Um, hey, I, so, Tell. I started. I started playing that one. I was like, oh my god, Levi, you have to play this game. Yeah, and I, I just fell in love. I mean, honestly, if I put it side by side with a big release like, I don't know, I say I could compare it to The Last of Us 2. I honestly like this game better than The Last of Us 2. I think it's a better made game, and I had more fun with it, and that's no joke. Um, Plague Tale, just a, just a beautiful story. It's got, what do you call it, uh, the roguelike elements? Uh, is that what it's called, a rogue game? No, it's not a rogue game at all. Playtale's not a rogue um, What's it not called where you have to sneak around and oh, sneak stealth past? Game. Stealth, not a rogue game. Stealth, sorry. Yeah, it's got stealth elements. It's just a beautiful story and just a great adventure game. I mean, you can pick it up for probably 10 bucks. But another one, of course, Kalai recommended Terminator Resistance. I just fell in love with it. Just another stealthy kind of a game. I'd never played many stealthy games, and uh, Kalai enjoys them, recommended them for me, and now I'm hooked on them. Even went and played like that Batman game, which was kind of stealthy. I went on that, you know, stealth kick around March. But uh, Terminator Resistance was a standout. And then another Kali one here on the list, Detroit Become Human. That was just a beautiful story. Um, I'll probably go play that again this year, maybe even this month, because that was just such a good game. And it's probably got 10 different endings, so maybe more, I don't know. I would recommend that for about anybody just because of the story alone. But I finished the Mass Effect trilogy, so I had played, well, yeah, the trilogy, not the franchise. I haven't beat Andromeda yet, but I beat, when I first started getting back into gaming, it was actually over two years ago now. It was January of 18. Uh, one of the first games I played was Mass Effect, and I loved it. And I finally played two and three, and now I would put the Mass Effect trilogy of the probably my second favorite game series of all time and probably the best stories i've ever seen in gaming 
um, anybody that that loves a just a good action adventure game that's kind of like an RPG also that just is an an amazing story and has you know good mechanics, good <clears throat> gameplay, good combat, all that. You you can't ignore Mass Effect, and I don't see that name mentioned a lot in these podcast groups, but. I mean, Tanner and whoever else in here that's played them, I mean, that's a game that Tanner can't throw up a puking, me- puking meme on right there. Even Tanner acknowledges that those games are money. Am I wrong? Nope. Pretty sure I beat yeah. uh, Andromeda, not Andromeda, uh, Mass Effect 2 in like a week. And I told Daryl about that because he bought it for me. And <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. how did you do that? Oh, yeah. And, and it's got like this cult-like following. See, I bought the trilogy for ps3 the limited trilogy set back in uh, 2018 early 2018 and uh, it was like 10 bucks and i went to try to buy one again that set even in used condition is like 80 to 100 bucks on ebay now so Mm -hmm. um that game has took a hell of a following the past two or three years but um i went on a resident evil kick and that was because of daryl i always liked the movies but i hadn't played the games much so he got me going. I actually beat eight Resident Evil games in 2020. My man. Uh, there's only a few few left to finish that franchise. What do you say, Daryl? I said, my man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And and I love them all except for Resident Evil 6. I didn't think much of Resident Evil 6. But I guess it's if you're a diehard fan, it's worth playing. But for me, that top tier of Resident Evil games would be... Resident Evil 2, the original, Resident Evil 4, and Resident Evil 7. For me, those three are the top tier of Resident Evil games. Um, Next little franchise, of course, everybody knows my favorite franchise of all time is Half-Life. So we got two really awesome games this year. We got Alex, which Kalai bought me for, actually, I think it was a birthday gift, but it actually happened right around the same time T-Bird was uh, kind enough to build my PC. So I got to witness my first VR game. And most call this the greatest VR game ever made. So it's all downhill from here. So I wished I'd played some other VR before Alex. Because now I don't think I'll enjoy anything as much because of that experience. I mean, Alex, I mean, I think if it hadn't been I would such... Say, I would say replay Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I've got to have can't. the PS4 VR to do that. I think that's correct. It's, it's PSVR yep. only. They yeah, haven't put PSVR it on the Oculus yet. Yeah, really? I was right. But I wish I could. And if it ever comes, trust me, I was so excited to play it. That was going to be my number two game. You ha- you can't know how disappointed I was to not be able to play it. But eventually, you know, I'll have a PSVR. Maybe I'll borrow Daryl sometime. I don't Anytime know, but I'll want. play it. Um, but the other game, of course, this release, I think CJ played it as well. This released back, I think, uh, in a beta form back in 2007, it's um, Black Mesa, which is a complete remaster of the very first Half-Life. And it was first just a bunch of good old boys that got the engine. Um, It's the Half-Life 2 engine for the Half-Life 1 game. And these good old boys did such a great job of remastering that Valve stepped in last year, early last year, and said, hey, we want to get behind this. Um, we want to give you some support. We want to make this thing happen. We want to release this as the official Valve remaster of Half-Life 1. And it blew my mind away. I bought it, you know, early on, early 2018 when it was in beta form. 
But I went and played that Black Mesa remaster, and I mean, it just blew my mind. That is a beautiful Half-Life game. I honestly like it just as good as Half-Life 2 now, and that that's saying something. That's awesome. I'll try to wrap it up a little quick here, but um, as we all know, in last December, um, 13 months ago, Kalai was on this control kick. That's all she talked about. Control, 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 control. I say, okay, just just shut her up. I'm going to go try this control game. And I I bought Control. It was the first, that was the second game I played on my PS4. And I said, okay, this is something special. This is, this is the real deal. I want to stop this. This is part of a trilogy. So it started with Alan Wake, then Quantum Break, then Control. So I'm stopping this right here. I'm going back to Alan Wake. And I won't harp on it. Y'all heard me for a year straight. Those Remedy games are masterpieces. All three of them play them. That's all I'm going to say. I'll get off that one. But um, Wasteland 3, possibly my game of the year. That's a beautiful RPG, um, strategy-based, party-based RPG. Alien Isolation, I cannot forget that one. Um, if you like those stealth games, if you like the alien movies and a beautiful story and you want to really feel like you are in an alien movie, hiding from the alien, trying to escape um, on the big transport mining freighter, play it. Now, it's a hard game. Don't try to play Alien Isolation on hard. You would be crazy to do that. Um, start it off on normal or even easy. I think I actually had to lower it down to easy at one point, beat the game on easy. And, you know, normally I never have to do that. So um, don't try to be brave. Um, another last couple here, Blade Runner. It's a point and click adventure made in 1997. I fell in love with it. It's on GOG for like five or eight bucks. Go pick it up and play it. If you're a Blade Runner movie fan, it's a must play. Um Lastly here, the Doom games. I, I think I beat all but one of the Doom games, and that was Doom Eternal. Just didn't do it for me. But I loved 2, 3, and 2016. That was serious highlights right there. I went like a month straight of nothing but Doom. And then, uh, well, one more here, sorry. Silent Hill 2. Uh, it's piqued my interest so much. And then 1, of course, I'm going to finish that series this year. But sorry, guys, so... I just had so many, and I, you understand the excitement because you all know I took 11 years off from gaming. So when you take 11 years off and you dive in as hard as I did and you just uncover all of these jewels from all these great recommendations from you guys, it has been a very exciting year for me, and I'm uh, I'm glad to be a part of this, this group. I feel like your Austin Powers, when he came out of like the cryo-freeze, and like, yeah, you, you, you have to experience all these games now. Yeah, I mean seriously, it is it is so exciting. I mean, like I was saying, hunting would be my my number one passion. It's you know like it's like everything, but honestly, gaming is probably a tie to it. Now I enjoy gaming just as much as hunting, so that's that's huge. It's it's uh, became a a big part of my life. So uh, it's it's very exciting. All right, uh, Daryl, what about you? What standout games did you uh, play? So first off, I just kind of want to give a shout out to everybody in, for participating. Um, this was something that I was really passionate about and really excited for all of us to do. 
Um, it's been a while since we had a big community event. As a matter of fact, I've been wanting us to do something as a community since the trophy war against the trophy horse. Um, so this was a lot of fun. And for me, I had several standouts. The number one uh, being Maneater. I had no idea Maneater was going to be as fun of a game as it is and as quality of a game as it was um, from start to finish to platinum. Um, so I'm a huge fan of Tripwire Games. They made the Killing Floor uh, series. And when I saw this crazy game about being a shark and eating people made by Tripwire, I was like, I got to dive in. Super, super fun. Daryl, I did not know it was Tripwire. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, but even when I was taking my hiatus from gaming, I don't know if I told you, but the one game I played and logged like five, 600 hours was... Um, what'd you Killing say? Killing Floor. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it wouldn't. It didn't come to me. But yeah, Killing Floor. So I had no idea, and I've been I've been wanting to buy Maneater for a while. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, so I'll check that out. It's really, really good. Well, don't forget, don't, don't forget before you go on. I just want to let you know it is currently free on play, PlayStation Plus. PlayStation However, it is now? the PS5 version, so you you do uh, have yeah. it. You you can grab it for PS5 for free right now, but you can't get a PS5. So. I see it right now on uh, one of the CD keys for PC. Goliath, it's twelve bucks. Uh, is that a good oh, deal? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Probably. Is that a good deal? Uh, I'll just go ahead. And yeah, it's really, really good. So that would be my big standout for the year. Um, I did go back and play the vast majority of the Call of Duty franchise um, from Black Ops, Black Ops Two, uh, Modern Warfare Two and Three. I went back and played the Modern Warfare Remastered, then Modern Warfare Two Remastered, um, and. Those are such great campaigns. Like, I know I always make jokes about how Call of Duty Ghost is, like, the greatest game ever. And it's the best Call of Duty. And I really do enjoy the campaign. But, like, every now and again, I just kind of want to turn my brain off for six to seven hours and just play a nice military shooter. Nothing, no shooter's control as good as or as, or as tight as Call of Duty. And so playing those games was, was a blast. Um, I guess to kind of pick something from different consoles, because I tried to bounce between the PSP, the Vita, the 3, the 4, and the 5. Uh, on PS3, my big standout would be um, a tie between Medal of Honor Warfighter and uh, Dead to Rights Retribution. So, like, I love the Dead to Rights franchise, and that game is one that I had beat on 360 and wanted to go back and play on PS3. As a matter of fact, Gareth Davis went and uh, platinumed it through our, our through our event, and that was really cool. And uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter is a game I'd never finished. I started it when it came out years and years ago and just kind of randomly went back to it, and it was really, really good. Uh, as far as like uh, PSP games, the big standout for me was another Retribution game. It was Resistance Retribution, the only Resistance game I had never beaten in the franchise. And man, that was a really, really quality PSP game. Super, super fun. Uh, great story, great game. I played a lot of you know, Resident Evil games. Uh, I played through Resident Evil 3 Remake. Um, that was really, really good. Uh, short, but very just it, it to me it was a good uh, it kind of fixed some of the issues I had with the Resident Evil 2 remake as far as like the bullet sponge enemies and things like that like it, it dialed that back just a little bit uh, 
armed you to the teeth a little bit and just and you had a good time. It was a great game. Uh, and then I would say the big one for me that I kind of ended the year with would be uh, Miles Morales on PS5. Uh, so Spider-Man on PS4 was fantastic. My kids and I passed the controller around and beat that game all the way and got the platinum. Super fun. We did the same thing for Miles Morales. We cranked the sound up and just went to town uh, playing that game on the PS5. It was so much fun. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Even if you pick the PS4 version, pick the game up. It's very, very good. And so uh, that was kind of what we ended the um, backlog beatdown with. I mean, I went back and played Resident Evil 2 uh, again. and, and plat- I mean, I, I've just played through it on the PS Vita. And uh, overall, it was just a, a fun time. Again, like I said, I really appreciate you guys, CJ, for coming in and showing everybody how real man games, you know, Kali for coming in and showing everybody how the gaming gal buys all the games. I mean, it was just uh, everything in between. You know, it was, it was great, you know, partnering up with game stuff and, you know, doing this community event and having so many people join in, even at the end of the year, joining in. And, uh, I really look forward to 2021's event. I think that we've got a lot of anticipation for it. I think people are excited. And I think that, you know, doing like Joe said, making a list of games to beat and then as a community kind of cheering each other on and um, competing with each other to bust through those lists. I think that this uh, this is the vision I've always had behind this podcast and and having a group of friends that game even if we don't game together as in in a multiplayer match or passing the controller, we're still, you know what I'm saying, in the experience together and cheering each other on. So it was a lot of fun, and I am just really glad we all got to do this together, and I really look forward to the next one. I'm with you completely, Daryl. Okay. Um, anything else, Daryl? Nope, that's me. I just, like I said, I'm really stoked for 2021, and I'm coming for CJ. Excellent. Good luck. Okay. Uh, T-Bird, what about you? Well, I know the beginning of the year, I think my, I think the first game I beat was Code Vein. I've been, I've been eyeing that game for a hot minute and finally actually started playing it. That's such a great game. It's definitely not the hardest, like, Souls-like game out there, but it's a, I've been. I told Clyde this. I told you this, Levi. It's a very easy entry into the style of game, so you don't get overwhelmed by Dark Souls or Bloodborne or whatever you start with. So you say I could even start with that because you know I do plan to start those games this year. Yeah, yeah. I'd suggest start with that game. Now I thought originally you said start with Bloodborne. Well, okay, if you're going to do the Dark Souls and Bloodborne, since it's the same guy that makes them, I'd suggest start from one, then go to Bloodborne, because Bloodborne's the pinnacle of how good it is. Yeah, you can't go back to the control style for, for, you know, um, Dark Souls once you you tackle Bloodborne. You just can't. Well, my plan was to actually play Bloodborne and start at the beginning, like you're saying, Joe, but actually do the the remaster, the Dark Souls remaster. What do you guys think about playing that as my first one? Uh, Out of the Souls games, yes. Go with Dark Souls 1 and then work your way up. 
but to okay. get to get a general feel of the entire genre itself, Code Vein would be the way to go. Because no it's good. just it's just a little smidge easier. Well, I look forward to trying it. I but, feel like smidge is generous. It's a lot easier. But what else you got, T Bird? Um, well, real real quick, I was gonna say, yeah, I've been I've been playing Code Vein. It's it's actually real. I really like it. I'm surprised how far I got in the game already. To be honest with you. Yeah, I got like I got like three or four other games I just bought off the Christmas sale that are very similar to it. So looking forward to sometime playing them this year. But um, no, then I played. I think. I can't remember if I played it this year or last year or 2020 or 2019, but um, God, what was Outer Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds nice. is really good. Yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a fantastic game. Wish it was a little more. Fun. I got like up to damn near the ending and then lost everything on my old PC. Oh, that's right. So I've got to start it over from the beginning. But yeah, it was a beautiful game. What did you play it on? What What did you? Didn't you play uh, on Game, Game Pass? Pass? Yeah, Game Pass, but it was on my old PC. And Did, that was ha- one of the driving forces for me to have Tanner build me a new PC. It was after losing all that. Wait, did you actually download and open up the game? Yes. And it was your save file was gone? It was gone. Oh, you're supposed to save to the cloud. Somehow yes. you didn't. Mm, yeah, I know. But hey, I've got it to you know, a much better PC now, so I'll play it this year. But um, yeah. I wish that game has a little bit more freedom to it. It was like semi-open world or something like that. But that um, was definitely open world. I would call it semi-open world, Kai. I, I yeah, I wouldn't call it full open world. Yeah. But uh, God, what else did I play? Oh, I finished the Witcher. I played the Witcher Three. That was a game that I originally came when it came out. I was like, this game's dumb. I don't like it. It's stupid. All, all all the bad things, without having actually sat down and played more multiple hours. Turns out that's one of my favorite games of the year. <laughs> I can't wait to play it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go back and play one and two Hell, now. Even the first one was one of my favorite games of the year. <laughs> you know. Uh, like, oddly enough, watching the Netflix show for, after playing The Witcher made me actually really want to go back and play one and two now, so I can actually nice. understand that show better. Yeah. Oh, I just read the books. That too. It, the books are hard, though. I couldn't finish them all. They're not as exciting as watching the show. <laughs> no, they're very long-winded. It's like reading Game of Thrones, the books. I think it's worse than Game of Thrones, Joe. What happened? I think it's worse than Game of Thrones. I don't... Uh, uh, it's close. There, I've read the first Witcher book, and I've read two of the Game of Thrones books, and I felt like it was more of a chore to read The Witcher than it was to read Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, then I think middle of the year was uh, Final Fantasy VII and Doom Eternal. Final Fantasy VII going in, like CJ said, with no nostalgia of of growing up and playing it. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, Um, you didn't didn't get to play it growing up? No. Oh man, I love that game. I mean, I got, the, I have the remake or the re-release on it of a uh, on Steam. So sometime this year, I'm gonna go back and play the entire thing of it. But I'm really ready for those new ones to come out, just to see what see what else they add or change to the game. Because Joe, didn't you say they changed some stuff or added some stuff to it? 
They changed so much stuff. Like they added so much to that game. They encompassed the whole universe that is Final Fantasy VII. They brought in like Advent Children. They brought in Dirge of Cerberus and and you know they brought in stuff from um the PSP game. Oh God, why can't I remember the name Crisis of it right Core. now? Crisis Core. Thank you. Yeah. And they kind of like made this universe. It's kind of like making its own like Marvel Cinematic like way of presenting Final Fantasy. But I feel like they're trying to tell the story from an angle where like different things are happening and there's like because the last chapter really changes the whole entire game going forward that that never happened that that last part never happened (laughs) yeah so that's that's like the basis for like going into playing the original version also tanner i can say like if you're gonna play the original and you only want to experience the story play it in 999 mode because that that like that's the original mode joe what happened is that the original combat mode? 999 mode? Yeah. So 999 mode lets you play Final Fantasy VII, the original version, on Steam and on PlayStation 4, and you play with all your characters maxed out. And you just kill everything in one hit, but Ooh. you can experience the story faster. Like So if you're just going into Final Fantasy VII and you want to experience what the story was, and you don't want to actually play the game again, or you don't want to experience the whole experience, like... Like, Tanner, if you don't have time to sit down and, and, and put in another 25, 26 hours, because the game is not, Final Fantasy VII is not a long RPG. It's very, very short in in standards of most RPGs back in the day, or even most Squaresoft games. I mean, Well, me, I got a little burnout. I hit it really hard, and I beat chapters one through eight in two days. And then oh. I played chapter nine for like <laughs> two more whole days. I was in that chapter, and I was like, what in the hell? This must be the longest chapter. It is. And it's I just kind of burn out and it kind of got dull. That chapter nine got a little dull about midway through. I, I don't know how much more I've got on chapter nine, to be honest. I didn't finish it. It's, but, I mean, um, chapter nine is where a lot of people stop. Uh, I do want to go you, back and finish it, though. No, like quickly. Like I stopped at chapter nine for about a month. Like I got there very quickly. I got there within like a day and a half of owning the game. Me and too. I just and I just sat there. Is that where and it's, I was just, like, it's just Cloud and Eris, Aerith, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's and, that's and him. Cloud dresses up where he dresses up yep. as a woman and all that. That was hilarious. Yeah. It was great, but like all like the missions and then like I did the stupidest thing in that game where like I forgot to like I didn't beat Shiva before I went to fight the house, so I didn't have like any kind of ice magic because yeah. I was dumb. I so I literally thing. beat that boss without any ice magic. It took forever. Forever. I was like, this boss fight is way too long. I'm glad but I wasn't it, the only one that did that. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Joe, assuming I'm within an hour or two of finishing nine, how many hours do I have left in the game then? In the whole game? Because, yeah, I played I would say about another seven. for about eight I would, hours. I would say about another seven. Okay. Wait, how many hours have you played total through the whole game right now? Um, Probably like a, like round 20 ish I, I, pl- I played chapter nine for about seven hours and yeah, then probably, probably about, about seven hours before that so i'm about yeah, 14 yeah. hours in yeah so it's about a 35 hour campaign okay so all, I'm, all together. I'm definitely well over halfway then and i know you're playing it the way like you should play it you're doing everything right yeah yeah i'm not that, like it, trying it, to get trophies but i'm doing no, all no, the no. side quests yeah i'm doing Correct, all the side but, quests i mean that'll get you most of the trophies just doing all the side quests the only thing you'll probably miss is like if you didn't pick up the rod when you when you killed um oh god the chariot when you fight the chariot or wait did you get that far yet I don't know I can't remember maybe maybe not I don't know you didn't well make sure you pick that weapon up when you kill him okay 
Because if you don't, like, you miss out on a trophy, and you have to go beat the whole chapter again, and that chapter is long well, as hell, too. I don't do the trophy thing, but I'll I'll, get, I'll pick up the ride. <laughs> I, I will say, like, as a one game I would love to go back and platinum, like, would, tr- would probably be Dragon Ball Z. Even though it's a grind, I just want that platinum on my list, because it's just, I just love that game so much. You and, talking about Kakarot? Yeah, Kakarot's great, man. A if lot of like people Dragon were Ball talking Z, about it that. Out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always on sale. It's not, it's not an expensive game. Yeah. What else for you, T-Bird? Um, like I said, Doom Eternal. That game was fantastic. I, there was one particular enemy type that really kind of takes the wind out of it. But if you just... Eventually, you can brute force your way through it, and it ain't nothing. How do you feel it stacks up against uh, 2016? Because I it love doesn't. that game. It doesn't. seems <sighs> better. So is this a cash grab game? Like, is, is that how you... Because that's how I kind of... No, 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 no. It's a, it's a fantastic game. It's just a, there's a little more platforming evolved. Oh, God. The platform was the most horrible thing in the last one. That, and then they like to stick you in small areas where you have to That's platform. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like to throw in that special enemy that you have to yes. shoot him when his eyes turn green. What? Yes. And then on top of a horde of other demons around you, too. Of course, because it could never be like four guys. There's like 400. Plus, this guy chases you with a giant battle axe, shotgun, has a dock that chases after you on top of everything else. And you can only I mean, shoot him on the side For me, it was a decent game. You know, decent, but 2016 was a masterpiece. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it, it was like, oh man, I was like, this is Doom incarnate. Like, yes. if you remade Doom in 20, in like a, in next gen like this is what you would want like it's fast paced yes. you kill people you pick up bullets you can slice people in half it like it it checked every box of what doom should be it, it did it was amazing i still yet to i was play blown it. away playing that game blown away and i even loved three when i went on my big doom kick three was a completely different style of game and it was it was a masterpiece too it was wonderful Wait, that, you i would, that I game, would like to see a three yeah. remake i bought you own it yeah i bought uh Xbox had to sell for like all four like mm-hmm. th- original three and then the 2016 mm-hmm. Doom for like eight bucks. So I was put like, 26, yeah, I bought yeah, it. Put 26, put 2016 Doom on your first five list. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Not at all. I'll oh yeah, I already have it installed, so I can just load it up. Absolutely. Oh yeah, if but you've played one, two, is, and three, but haven't played 16, you you gotta play it, man. Yeah. Oh it yeah, and you should play it the way. And you should play the way I played it and not the way Joe played it. <laughs> no, I did not play it the way that I... Well, I played it because I was going for trophies. So that's why I played it that way. Well, but yeah. but did, you, you, did you play you remember- three yet, Zach? I have not played three. I played the first two years ago. And they are wonderful. Yeah. You like three, Levi? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and a, a lot, lot of people, people don't. Crap. A lot of people don't no, because it's a, different, like it's a different style of game. As you know, it's a completely different style. But I really enjoyed it. They try to do too much in three for my taste. Yeah. Don't you don't you remember what, what the difference how I played the game and you will how to played the game, Joe? For yeah. You beat two. it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Kalai beat it on like extra Hard door diff- or whatever. Yeah. She beat it on the second highest, I think, right? Yeah, the second highest. Yeah, that's yeah. the highest. Nope, I beat it on normal until the last chapter, and then I went back, got all the collectibles on easy, and then I beat the game on normal. I mean, uh, two is the one I went on a big kick on and actually peed it up on the higher difficulties. Two's a hell of a game. Two is a, hell, a fantastic game. I mean, two is the driving force behind that franchise. It if, might if be anything. the best game in the franchise. Uh, 2016 gives it a run for its money. Yeah, it's that's true. Those, oh, those two are my two favorites for sure, yeah. 
I feel like 2016 was inspired most by Doom 2. Like, if you I, have to say... I think yeah. there's no question about that. You're, you're right. Yeah, I really need to play that one, because at GameStop uh, about two years ago now, I want to say, I bought the collector's edition, because it was like 30 bucks, and it came with the statue and the game. So I was like, that's that, a steal. It'll probably like, be like me when I started, and I did, it wasn't Xbox, it was Steam had that same deal. It was like one, two, three... I think it was actually 64 and 2016. And yeah. it, it's like all it was it was like 6.99 or 7.99 or something. It was seriously those Doom games were all I played for a month straight. And you'll probably do the same if you start them that. Oh, I know I love them cuz I mean it's it's the exact type of shooter I like. And yeah. I'm already a Bethesda fanboy. So I'm pretty sure I'll oh, like yeah. their rendition of Doom. Let me ask you guys about Quake. Afterwards, I went and bought the Quake games one, two, and three, but I ha- I didn't start them. Are they as good as Doom? Oh, the first one is. I like Quake one a lot. They're okay. Did you buy them on? Did you buy them on Steam? Um, maybe I can't remember. So if you bought them on PC, um, the PC version has an updated version that you can turn your RTX on and it changes the look of the game completely. Because I got to play a little bit. Uh, Matt let me borrow his digital copy and I played with the RTX on. I was like, oh, nice. God. it takes the pixelation right out of the game. There's no now, more pixelation. Correct me if I'm wrong, or does, not, does Matt have a 3090? Matt just got a 3090. That yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I got to play, but he came over to my house because I had the 2080 Ti before he did. He had a he had a 1660 Ti just so recently, so he was like, "I really, um, oh, wow. I really want to play the, um, I want to play with the RTX on. Can I play Quake?" I was like, "Yeah." So we like we we loaded it up, and I was like, nice. oh, "My God, you know, uh, it uh, it just runs, it just takes out the eight bit right out of the game. It's no longer eight bits. It's really cool." That's sweet. And there's uh, another one. What's the other one? It's like Doom and Quake. Um, it's a, uh, it's a guy. It's a no. It's it's a dude with you know the big muscles on the front. He's got a holding a gun. Wolfenstein. No, oh, Duke, Duke Nukem. He's thinking Duke Nukem. Oh, that's Duke it. Nukem. That's another one I want to try. <laughs> You're not missing. I say out. you just. I say you just start with Forever, so then <laughs> you can never want to play another one again. Yeah, and then you gotta play yeah. Bulletstorm as Duke Nukem. Dude, Bulletstorm uh, is a great game. I if you haven't Bullet played Storm. Bulletstorm. If you haven't played Bulletstorm, Levi, put that at the top of your list. I haven't it's, played any it, of the Duke Nukem. Yeah, it's, it's a no, short, no. fun game. Like, uh, well, Bulletstorm's Storm. made by the Gears of War people. It's made oh, by you're Clicking. saying it's a separate game? I'm going to look it up right now. Bullet yeah, Bulletstorm. Oh, yeah. yeah it's made I like, have it on PS4 because I was uh, I got it for free. From, it, was from... the, uh, it was the first game Cliffy B made after he left Epic. Wow, it's I got, got great I got reviews. A free from Cliff- I got it free from Cliffy B. <laughs> it's got really great reviews. Oh, dude, it's such a fun game. Dude, it's so good. Oh, so much Love fun. It. Does, no, it play, would... does it play like a Doom? It plays like Gears of War. Yeah, take like Doom and Gears of War and kind of slap them together. It's more Gears really? of War than anything because of Cliff, but... But it does this yeah. cool thing where you like have these like special kills you can do, and it's absolutely insane. You'll love it, Yeah, Levi. dude, the leash so system insane. is amazing. Oh, dude. I can't believe I've never heard of this game. Throwing and them wait... into the piranha plants is like the coolest thing. And the funny part is, if you play with that. the Duke with uh, the uh, Duke Nukem version, he like talk. They talk. The characters talk as if you're regular who the original character is supposed to be because it's a remake of the game. Yeah, it's and, dope. Yeah, they... and when when he answers, he answers. He's like, "I'm not supposed to be here. Why the hell? Where am I? What happened? It's so, hysterical." Yeah, it's hilarious. So 
the main character, I believe his name is Grayson. And yeah, when you play as Duke Nukem, like Duke is completely uh, breaking the fourth wall, and all the time it's hilarious because there's they have the same dialogue, and he's just like, "What are you guys talking about? Where am I?" And, and then I'm not gonna spoil that part for you because that's it's classic. But so guess yeah. how it's much great. Bullet Storm is on CD keys right now? Five dollars. Two dollars. Okay. Ooh, I'm well, buying you know it right what? now. We, I feel so bad. We keep interrupting no, T-Bird. No, no, so you're T-Bird. Fine. Hey, T, that... did you Screw did you T-Bird. beat T-Bird? Did you beat uh, Devil May Cry Five this year too? Yeah, that yeah, I beat that one too. That was amazing. Was oh man, what a fantastic game! Oh, dude, I really like Capcom really brought it back to like Devil May Cry Three standards in oh, that yeah. game. Oh, I really so wish good. I really wish Levi would give Button Masters a, sh- a shot because I think he would enjoy this game. I Which think one? Devil May Cry 5 would be great for him, yeah. Devil May Cry. I think oh, the whole I've series... Already, I've already committed to playing 5. Oh, okay. I would play all of them, honestly. Like, give them all a shot. Like, 2 is not as bad as people say it is. It's just not as good as 1 and 3. And I love 4. Yeah. Like, the, I do love three 4. And, 3 and 5 are the ones that I've committed to playing at the beginning. Fair enough. Have you ever played 1? No, I've never played any of them. I only played 1 because one was 1 was supposed to be a Resident Evil game. Yeah, that was supposed to be RE4. Wait, yep. which one was? Oh, sorry, it was the other way around. RE4 was supposed to be DMC. Correct. Wait, right. you're saying it plays like Resident Evil 4? No, 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 no. No, no, no. It was, it was, the first Devil May Cry was made, was developing at the same time as Resident Evil 4, and then it got changed to Devil May Cry. And then they went in a completely different direction with Resident Evil 4. Wow. Because if you look at the way the doors open and all that stuff, it's all got the same engine. I didn't know that. Yep. That's crazy. That is sweet. Um, anything else, T-Bird, before we go to me? Um, so, yeah, I was going to say Assassin's Creed uh, of Valhalla, uh, Odyssey. Mm. Um, that was a fun, fun game. Felt like it dragged on a little too long with some stuff, but overall, that was a fantastic game, and I kind of wish I had it on a PlayStation so I could go and platinum it, but I'm not sure if I'd really want to go and collect everything because mm. there's a lot of stuff to collect. But um, that and then <clears throat> I finished Cyberpunk this year too. I get why people hate on the game for it not actually running worth the crap at all, but if you can get past that, that's a very it's a very enjoyable game. Is the game of the year contender? Not really. It's just a solid game. I, I, you said it exactly. That's exactly how I view it. It is not like some genre-defining masterpiece, but it is a good game. Yeah, it's solid. You can't really like mechanically. Yeah, maybe there's some there's some little wonkiness with like driving and stuff, but do you like I said? You look past it. You you can find some enjoyment out of that game. But yeah. Are you done? Yeah, that's it for me. Alright, so I'm last. For me, this is the year of co-op games. Um, I like re- really hard into the co-op games. So, uh, a lot of my moments are going to be that. And my first good game, I'm surprised Levi didn't even mention this, Dying Light. Oh, yeah. yeah it, to me, that's a, that's a decent game, but it wasn't like a highlight of my year. 
Well, it was a highlight of my year because it was the first game we beat together. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I and I enjoy playing with you, but that was that was amazing. But the game itself was it was good, but not like I. Well, it got the the ending was terrible. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. that was a bad ending to that game. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, also, the Man of Medine series. Man of Medine. That was that was good. And again, that was another game I played with you. Actually, yeah. Jim just bought Jim just bought the second one on Steam, and he was like, "Don't forget to put Man of Don't forget Little Hope on your list." And I was like, "I beat it last year, remember?" With <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so we're gonna be playing that again. Borderlands Three. Oh. I actually platinum. I platinum that. Because I like it so much. That was a fantastic game. I didn't play it as much as I did the 1 and 2, though. That's in the game I need to beat, too. Uh, I bought the yeah. collector's edition of that game and still haven't beat it. <laughs> I I beat it twice. And I platinum. I 100% it on PC. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of the DLC right now. Um, Let's see. Slay the Spire, I really got into some roguelikes. Slay the Spire, I had a lot of fun with this year, too. Oh, Children of Morta. That's a fantastic game. It's a great co-op game. It's it's a Diablo-like game. Diablo-like roguelike game. So I really enjoyed that one, too. If you're looking for something to play. Um, is besides that, that, you guys... Is that game yes. fun? Is that game fun by yourself? Oh yeah, I I played a lot of it by myself. So I had act, I put it on my I had put it on my Steam wish list and forgot it was there. And then it came out on Xbox Game Pass and I was really excited. For my birthday, my husband bought it for me on Steam. So at the time I was in lockdown, my husband was working from home. I started playing the game. I kid you not. I played for two hours, went downstairs, turned on Jim's computer downloaded on game pass and told him he was playing tonight with me on his game he's like okay and we started playing together and we could not stop and i still went back to my single player game in steam i kind of really want to finish it i have to go back and finish it i want 100 percent it to do that it's a little bit harder because uh the way it works is you're as you level up each character it's a family of five as you level up each character they get benefits that bestow upon their other family members when they're not being used. So, like, as a single player, you kind of have to, if you kind of want to go and switch up who you play with because you want all the abilities. Yeah. So, that was like the hardest thing, single player. Um, if you want to play it, if you ever want to play it multiplayer co op, um, I think we, ooh, I don't, I think it's Couch Cope only though. I don't think they actually have online. I said I was play it with you because I own it. Oh, uh, I think we can try. I think I have it downloaded. Yeah, uh, we could always do if you have it on Steam. We could always do you know um, couch co op on Steam. Gotcha. Uh, cause I yeah. Um. Otherwise, I don't. I don't like that. Most. I mean, like I, of course, I liked other games like uh uh. We played a lot of like Jackbox party games, Fallout guys. 
which was new and interesting. I played. I've been playing a lot of that. And in fact, if you're a Fallout fan, on February on January twelfth, they dropped the Doom packs. So you can play as Doom. It's kind of cool. You talking about Fall Guys? Uh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. What? You said you can play as a Doom guy. Yeah, they actually have. We'll have a Doom costume. You'll be able to play Doom guy. They have the um all eyeball guy. Can't think of his name. And one more. Huh. Neat. That's February twelfth. Cool. Uh, January twelfth. I'm sorry. And of course, Among Us. I had a lot of fun playing that with my friends. I still have yet to find people to play with. Ugh. I hate playing. <laughs> I would play Among Us with you. We played that game at Cray's house, and in an open room, nobody had headphones on. It was annoying because they would vote you off for no reason other than you looked weird. Kind of soft tanner. Oh yeah! After me, I literally did a lap of the building one time and killed like four or five people. Nobody said anything. Nobody saw anything. And they're like, "Oh, sooner." It's like, "What? How?" So, uh, Joe, what do you expect coming for this year for gaming wise for you? Not to buy a lot of games. Anything else? Buy all the games. I mean, I'm I'm exci- I'm excited for a lot of stuff. I'm excited to buy Scott Pilgrim, like physical. Okay. I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to see what Nintendo does coming off of like a really, really like kind of like piss poor 2020. Like, see if they can get it back together and right the ship. And I mean, the luster of the Switch can only last for so long with these new consoles out now. So it's like I understand it's portable and people love it, but like it's it's like. You gotta put some games out, man. You gotta figure this out. Well, we got more characters for Super Smash Bros. I mean, <laughs> you gotta pay. You gotta pay for those, though. So, I mean, you gotta actually buy battle passes for that. All right. What about you, CJ? What is your plan for the 2021? Which is interesting because you're running your own contest as well. Yeah. CJ, fall asleep? No, 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 no. I was just listening. Yeah, it's good. It's so- yeah, I know. It, it's, I'm trying to bring other people in. <laughs> trust me. It's so funny you mentioned that Children of Mortar, Kali. I didn't want to say anything, but so many people in the last, um, I don't know, the last month or so, because I've been listening and talking to different people about their, their favorite games or whatever, and so often that game comes up on the list. So I actually have that too, so I'm interested in giving it a try at some point. I know, I mean, you've talked about it already, but I know you, you liked it a lot, but I suppose... For me, uh, because I'm playing more on the the Xbox, I suppose now I went and bought all the uh, the Series X enhanced games. Which, even though there's not, there's no first party games, there's actually a surprising number of enhanced games. Uh, so I'm just going to work through those. And then one of the great things I found about that system, and I assume it's similar on the PS5, is that a lot of the old 360 games or whatever through the backwards compatibility, they work they work really well on the, the Series X as well. And so there's a lot of stuff there through the, the Game Pass, I suppose, that I've never played because I sort of started playing after that that period. So, uh, you know, while I may not, you know, invest hundreds of hours to finish them, I can just dip in and, and try them. So I think there's a little bit of that this year. And then, uh, I like, I don't know, it's such a funny year, 2020, but having recently done like a, a wrap-up of the whole year, there, there were so many games that I played. And one of the things I'm very conscious of is that I play like, yeah, I play a lot of the rat spam, but I also play a lot of indie games. And even though they only run it, you know, two, five, maybe 10 hours, when, when you play a ton of these games, they're usually quite, 
quite full on in their, you know, the 10 hour time, there's not a lot of filler or whatever else. It, it does suck up a lot of time. And then to try and balance it with the big triple A's like Valhalla and stuff and Yakuza 7 as well there and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, I've got there such massive games. And to find some headway in those Divinity Original Sin 2, which I've been wanting to play for ages. So uh, it's just sort of, I suppose, just chipping away at a ton of stuff. And whether I finish it all this year or whether it takes a couple of years, I'm not sure. Uh, because with these sort of games, I don't like to just play one one at a time and, and devote to it. I'd prefer to just string it out. And then I've I've had the Switch the whole time, but I really haven't haven't played a lot of it or whatever else. And there are a lot of indies that they come to PC, uh, but they never come to PlayStation or Xbox or, or you know, it takes ages. Uh, but they are also on the Switch. So I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to, to delving in into those. But it's just amazed me, like hearing today you all talk. And then, you know, as I said, the other, other people I've heard talking recently, it's just so many wonderful games that you could play. And it's just, it's just a matter of finding the time, I suppose, to play them. And then also like, and I'm sure, I'm sure some listeners can relate to this. It's also about knowing when to stop playing a certain game because some games, they, they take suck up a huge amount of time and perhaps, you know, if you really love it, that's awesome. But if you are, do want to get these other experiences, there are definite cutoff points in certain games and, and it's okay to stop playing them. You know, if, if you, if you feel that way, because I think, I think a lot of people just, you know, Levi, I know you don't do this, but a lot of people just play these games to the end and they didn't, you know, the last 20 hours or 10 hours, they didn't like it all. And I think, I think there is a, you know, there's this, this shun thing about f- fucking off a game or whatever. Thanks, Donnie. I know with no backlog there, but you know, it, there's nothing wrong with that at <laughs> all. And I think the more games you want to play, and I've noticed this in our community as well, but our contest is a little bit more, is open this time. Last year, it was very game specific and platinum specific. There's, there's such a, and this year there's been such a shift from people moving from trophy hunting, hardcore trophy hunting to actually realizing there's a game there and, and, you know, playing the game and, mm-hmm. and yeah. not worrying about, which I know sounds stupid, but, but it, it's a real, it's a really exciting thing to see for them. I think, you know, it's been obvious. And one of the great things for them too, is they're going to realize that you'll actually earn probably more, tro- maybe you won't earn more platinums, but you'll earn more trophies and achievements by playing more games and not worrying about the lists and stuff. So I think that's really exciting. And I think maybe, you know, a lot of people perhaps overgamed this year because there was a lot of time spent at home or whatever. And they wasted, you know, they set out at the start of this year and thought, shit, I've got, you know, all this time because I'm in lockdown. I'm going to smash through some massive, massive games. And in reality, they just played a lot of short things multiple times. And I know that's none of you here, but it is many people at large that do that. And I think, you know, perhaps going into to, to 2021, they are burnt out from that and they're now ready to experience more games as opposed to more trophy lists, which I think is a wonderful thing. And, you know, from listening to I today, agree with you, man. Yeah, from listening today, there are, there are so many games that you can play. And I think one of the great things about this podcast is that you, you hear about games you don't know. Like just this morning, someone asked about We Happy Few uh, Compulsion Games, which is an amazing game that I know a lot of people, <laughs> perhaps people on this panel will not agree with me on. It's amazing to a degree, that game. But, you know, Compulsion Games is an interesting studio. And, throwing out contrast which I'm, I'm sure many of you know whatever because you've been around the traps but this this person didn't know it and it's it's so exciting to be able to share that and then in return hear about games uh, or tv shows or movies like cobra kai from many of you as well that i would never have watched uh if i if i didn't have access to these resources so i think that's an exciting thing for, for 2021 it was the same with me and cobra kai man when i found out what it was yeah. and i <laughs> dove into it i mean cobra kai and it's not well, okay, a lot of it is just nostalgia because I love those movies. 
Yeah. But even aside from the nostalgia, if you'd never even seen them, that's just a great show. They don't even need well they don't even need them. They yeah. could just use the kids now going forward, honestly, and I would just still be as as invested, <clears throat> honestly. Yes. They did such a good job casting that show. It's a great show. Very well made. Uh, Miyagi so, Dojo sucks, by the way. But CG, oh, sorry, Agreed. CJ, that was uh, well well said. I, I agree with, with everything you said there. Thank you for that. Now, Cobra CJ, Cowder did you want to talk about... Did, right. wanna... did you want to... I blame Sam to... for everything. <laughs> did you want to talk about your contest? Uh, I mean, not... Yeah. Not, yeah, okay, not really. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's really... It, well, not... It, not... Yeah, <laughs> it just I wasn't going to it just echoes what I said, I suppose, in that, you know, one of the great things about about push to plat is that I get to speak to so many different people and sitting down in the next few days to draw up a list for, for this year. And, you know, there's many people that I'd like to speak to that won't you know, want to speak as well. So that's that's frustrating. But but it is it is exciting. And uh, I think in the last three years, as I've already said, like there's been a massive shift in the community. And, you know, there's no reason the, the short games are not the reason or whatever else. But but people are shifting over. So to lock people into having to platinum a game now, you know, it's tough. And yes, we're a trophy podcast or whatever. Right? So, you know, and there are a lot of completionists. In fact, the larger part of the audience would be completionists, I think. So completing the game is important to them, but giving them the chance this time to open it up a little bit to just like you, you've done here with the story completion. And also it's very difficult to, to break a typecasting because it technically is a PlayStation podcast, but it's really, I think, a lot more than that. I mean, that's just the system that brings people in or whatever. The talk is, you know, sometimes about that, often not, or whatever, more game, game in person focus. But, but by allowing them now to play on any system as well, and, you know, I've, you know, I've been open very, very often that I don't know a lot about retro systems. You know, I never had a 3DS, you know, a PS1, PS2, but... Already, people are submitting games that they want to play on the 3DS and and games on the the PS1, and these are some pretty hardcore trophy hunters as well. That you know, so I think I think it's nice for them to be able to do an event that's not so focused on on a platinum. And then, of course, you know, if you play a bit of everything, like most of us do, uh, there, there's something for you there as well. And you know, it's relaxed, and you pick ten games and you you play whatever ten, and it's a locked at ten because. One of the great things, and I know you'll find this with the council, is one of the great things is gamers love to overestimate their ability on what they can play, and they also like to change the rules or shoot angles as, as, as the things go on. So by doing that, it makes you you know try and commit to some sort of a list that you actually want to see, and hopefully a list that you don't feel is going to pull you down because you don't have to get every single achievement or every single trophy or every single percentage out of the game. You just need to you know make a good faith effort at, at completing the story. Okay, so I drop roaches. Do you have any goals or do you want to talk about any games coming out for the future? My main goal is to actually play something and beat it. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) Other than Fortnite and Minecraft. So, yeah, that's my biggest goal. (laughs) Do you actually still play Fortnite? Yes, I do. When I can. But I mean that is some serious gaming. Yeah, he's not beating games, but you can sink some serious hours. So me, I just recently got into Age of Empires, and it is like consumed <clears throat> me. I yeah. I will never beat the game because there's no like story mode. There's little campaigns, but I mean you can do some serious gaming and never beat a game. Yeah, I think not 2020, but 2019. I put 1300 hours into Fortnite. <sighs> 
Wow. So, yeah, a lot of time. Mm. Uh, what about you, uh, Levi? Oh, I've already went through mine. Oh, okay. What's your um, goals for the year? Oh, my goals for the year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> beat CJ. I want to. I want to keep doing. I want to do the exact same thing I did in 2020. Exactly. I want to keep going to you know the the Kalais and the CJs and the Daryls and you know everybody in the group right now getting recommendations. I want to explore games that I spent a decade ignoring. Um, I want to knock out the big games that I didn't get around to. We touched on a few of them here today. Uh, another one, Disco Elysium. Um, those Souls games. I want to finish the Witcher series. Um, finish the Silent Hill series. There's just so much. I can't go through them all. But I want to uncover a bunch more jewels from the past decade, decade and a half. And I want to crush another 50 games. Modest man. Uh, what about you, T Bird? Um, I guess I'm gonna just make it simple and just try to beat at least 30 games this year. So they said what 22 games this past year. So if I can something like that, yeah, I'd be happy with doing that. Because I mean, honestly, honestly, I don't really have to play too many games to really feel like I've done anything for the year. Because you know, I like playing Call of Duty a lot, so if I can just keep doing that and just find enjoyment out of the game, that's all I need. Well said. Cool. All right. So that about wraps it up for the uh, Backlog Beatdown Loot Bros edition. Unfortunately, Daryl had to leave as he is on remote from satellite. Um, his new dog is a part of another pageant and he had to get ready for the contest he had to be dressed up unfortunately they prefer women so as chance to get make sure that his dog wins he did have to get dressed up and his makeup he did tell me his makeup takes oh like you had the whole kennel club organization was giving him a hard time and i understand a lot of you know loopholes to jump through it takes a lot of time it, it does it does and you know i wouldn't i helped them but pick it is out a beautiful his... dog um i've seen it well, I also helped him pick out his makeup. I, I picked a good blush that would work with his complex. I made sure to tell him to use a little bit more toner and stuff up, so up top because, you know, that way it doesn't want to shine through. But we did get him a nice wig. Well, I think and we I did all pick know out the a... high heels is what bring the outfit together. Well, that's true. I went with a rhinestone high heels. See, beautiful choice. Beautiful choice. Th Thank you. Very elegant. With a nice silk dress for him. <laughs> hey, good luck, Daryl. We're we're all, we're all thought, with you. Regardless I thought his dress was made. Whatever walk of life you go through, um, we're with you. I thought his dress was made of old Batman comics. Poor <laughs> <laughs> man came to defend himself. He's just a walking DC it, advertiser. We could sit here and just slanderize him the rest of the evening and put it on his own damn show. There's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks it's leaving me in charge is a great idea, but it's hey. freaking Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> the Loot Bro Snyder Cut. I got a pop of my diet. It's my diet. Uh, <laughs> diet Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so, um, if you do wow. like the low bro- if you- <laughs> I also have like eight wow, PlayStations Darryl. running Resident Evil Six simultaneously. I told him, I'm like, him how did that. you not? How did he not record his wife and have a soundboard so every time he has to say "wow," he can just use her voice every time? <laughs> we have that recorded. I have the file for. Yeah, it. I think he he stuck it at the beginning of the episode. I think when people curse, you should just use that "wow" and just over top of whoever curses. Depending on how big it is, the problem is is the- it's like "wow." That's like every time I open my mouth on game stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, we could we could use it for Corey. Oh my god! <laughs> or Roberto, every time he like comes back and doesn't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> I think you're being very tough on Daryl. He's approaching uh, his middle age crisis. He's bought a dog to attend the dog shows. He's, if you notice in the Discord, he's signing up to play every single game with every single person. Yet he's managed to leave the two games he promised everyone he would finish last year. Death Stranding and Final Fantasy VII <laughs> off his list of five games. He's clearly struggling. You've reached the middle age, so most of us buy a sports car. You've bought a dog. You know, good luck to you. Good luck to you in your competitions or whatever. And I hope that 2021 sees you finding some stability again and, and reassessing, you know, your goals, gaming goals. It, it's a tough start. I mean, he's got the PS5. It's a tough start, <laughs> but it's a start nonetheless. Daryl's goal is to support the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Because he's the only one that will. <laughs> Alright, guys, I'm getting out of here. Thanks for having me on. Episode ends. But wait, I, I, sh- I guess I should... I'm going to have to say this. I'm probably going to do it wrong, but if you like this show, they also have the comic cast where I recommend you go check it out and go on their Discord and tell them how much you love the comic cast and how much you love talking about Batman on the comic cast so he won't bring it to this show. Yes. Also... Go tell him to talk about Batman and other comic books on the Loot Bros comic cast for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> they have like uh, 226 or what the... 2236 is horror podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. And then we have the, they have the horror podcast... So go check them out if you're a horror fan. I'm personally not, but hey, go for it. Um, they also have a Facebook group. Just search the Loop Brothers. It's closed. They'll let you in because, you know, they let anybody in. And uh, <laughs> I would say they're Twitters, but I know they don't have Twitter. I have Twitter if you're interested. We, in... we got it. We got a Twitter. We don't use it very much, but it's the Loop Brothers <laughs> podcast. Well, I'm going to give you my personal Twitter. I'm at K-A-L-A-I, the number 21, if you're interested in following me. Uh, Joe is at Mr. TMNT84, um, and him and I can be found on the Game Stuff podcast if you want to come check us out. They've been doing a great job. I've, unfort- I've had to take a, uh, a leave of absence due to medical reasons. Apparently um, so did the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, could you plug push to plat for us, please? Yeah, of course. You know, we're the other we're the other alternative if you're not if you're not into loot bros or trophy whores, I suppose. The the lesser man's podcast or whatever. And look, you know, we've had we've had the wonderful Kali on, we've had the wonderful Levi on. And I think twenty twenty one has to see the emergence of T Bird and Mr. TMNT uh as well. I, I think that would be a wonderful, uh, wonderful addition to the show. So I'm looking forward to to twisting some more arms as well of uh, of course Resident Daryl as well. But thanks for having me today. 
it was a, a lot of fun. Wait, wait, Joe, you haven't been on Push to Plat? No, not We're yet. Close, and I've been on. It's I've a twenty twenty one goal, you know. I've been on twice. I beat you to the punch to that podcast and Nintendo Dual Screens. Ooh, you gonna rub it in? You gonna rub it in? <laughs> It's okay because they gave me. I think think we're in negotiations. Otherwise, I'm negotiating with someone I don't know, which is not the first time or the last time I've done that. No, it's 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 me. Oh, good. That's what I thought. (laughs) Um, I drop roaches. Is there anything you want to plug that I didn't know about? I do not exist other than this podcast. (laughs) Okay, but hopefully later this year that will change. You know, those you beat in games, but that doesn't stop you. You could say I'm elusive. Sneaking around um, the internet. People don't know where I'm at. Uh, Levi, is there anything right. you want to plug? Uh, no. Well, one thing. Um, so, I left the steel industry this year. And uh, went I went and I started my it. own business. And uh, do you, you all don't get the service you used to? Bo, it's so aggravating. I'm sorry, I uh, <laughs> I hear that I hear that every day. Hey, that's you know it is what it is. But anyway, new walk of life. Started my own business and um, Appalachian Home Improvement would be my little page. Uh, if y'all want to go in there and uh, throw me a follow, that uh, that actually helps. Just having uh, people following the page. But yeah, Appalachian I- Home Improvement. Give me a like. I also should give a shout out to uh, Daryl's band, Ninja Loot, who does do the introduction uh, for the show. He's been, I think they're doing some more stuff. They have a Facebook page. You could follow them if you want to uh, learn more about their band. Um, they're pretty awesome. I like them, and I'm not really even like that type of uh, music fan. So there's that. So, yeah. So I guess we'll see everybody the next time we do this. Hopefully we do this again soon. What's up, everybody? This is Resident Daryl, one half of the Loot Bros comic cast. So, if you are interested in comic books in any fashion, whether it's Marvel, DC, independent, mature, young adult, be sure to check out the Loot Bros comic cast because each and every episode we break into an issue, whether it be from one of the major publishers or independent, and we talk about it in great depth with full spoilers and a review. And we have a blast. It's a great show. Check it out. Perfect for any comic book fan, for any style or any publisher. The Loot Bros Comic Cast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all of the other major podcast services.
truth Toss out the lies, all the full talent in disguise Lost talent, something we can never get back Pay no attention to opinions, only want the facts Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets People need to know we're living in a war zone Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's on Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets People need to know we're living in a war zone Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's on We are living in a broken world We're living in a war zone Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's old